We're live now on my end. We are live. We are live. live. Is that what What we are? What I get a kick out of is you go full NASA scientists on the simulcast thing. And I know on the other end, you're running on your channel, the the introduction, which you put, for those of you who don't know DT, uh, DT's work ethic on his video editing, uh, he puts a huge amount of effort into it, even more than I would say uh, Coach Red Pill. Uh, and some of it is gut bustingly funny about, especially the super duper racist alert. Super duper racist alert. racist alert. But then when I got to send you the link, you're such an old boomer. You want me to email it to you because you got yes. rid of all the rest of your social media, which I'm it's not all gone except Gab. Yeah. And I guess mines, but mines, what, what does mines do anymore? Mines doesn't do mines is I, nothing, right? I, I'm not doing any more social media platforms. Like I know I should probably go on. Um, what's the one uh, discord. And I, I installed it. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not doing this. I, I'm just it's too much. It's getting spread too thin. There's only so much fucking time in the day. And I'm not going to remember, you know, another thing I'm pissed off, you know, what my dream is going to be when well, I that's what this I'm is older. all about. I mean, this whole pod ACDT is about what's pissing you off today. I think. It, no, dude, I just <laughs> how many times? How many times do you think you've started a sentence? You know what pisses me off? What's your uh, estimate on that? <laughs> oh, two, maybe three most in my life. You know well, what pisses me off? Day, ten times, times a day? No. At least Alert? on average? No, it's probably in my mind or like where I actually say it. Because uh, in my mind, it would be not the hundreds. In your mind, in your mind in doesn't hundreds count. Easily yeah. every day. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah, you can't count that. No, when you say it. Because you podcast a lot. So I'd, I'd say maybe at least three times a day, at least three. Like if someone else is there and I say, you know what pisses me off or, you, you know, what grinds my gears or yeah. Yeah. Which is more than I'd like it to be. But the maelstrom maelstrom going on in my mind right now, not right now at this moment, but like daytime, like I really, I've come a long way letting go of some anger and rage. Uh, but well, you yeah, should listen to the stoicism, the upcoming stoicism episodes. I, I would love to see. And <clears throat> what's great is, uh, I don't know if you knew that, about this, but you know, I've been kind of gone for a month or going nowhere near a uh, full bore. Like we haven't podcasted in a while. I right, well, I things. had, see, I had some house cleaning. I was going to start off here with, mm-hmm. yeah, because you know, there's things I wanted to hit right at the beginning. Okay. Well, let's go ahead okay. and do that. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to oh. tell you about what pisses me off. First of all. This is the ACDT podcast for Monday, November 30th, 2020. On your channel. Yes. And I'm playing the garbage day sounder as we speak. It's garbage day. People really do need to go to your channel and watch it. Just just check out your your sound bites you put in. They really do got to check it out. (laughs) Garbage day, baby. Garbage day. That pisses me off. So that's the first house clean. So now we've set we've set the uh, the podcast off on the right foot here. Right. Okay. Secondly, yeah, I was surprised you wanted to podcast. You said that you were taking time off until January. That's what pisses me off. None of you fuckers listen, and 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 it's in the it's in the discussion room. I did a video, and this shows everybody. Look, and I understand not everyone's going to read listen through all my videos. I get it. <clears throat> Just like an article or something. But you know, like you read the headline, and then you don't like read the rest of the stuff. And I, I put out, I'm, and I titled it poorly. Uh, I said, Cappy is taking a rest or whatever till 2021. 
Yeah. And then in the video, I say, hey, guys, <clears throat> just so you know, I'm going to be taking a break from podcasting. Yes. Not necessarily asshole consulting, not necessarily writing or doing other stuff, but just podcasting so that I could focus on finishing my book and getting it out for the Christmas selling season. I wasn't <laughs> going away for a month and a half. I wasn't, I had, you know, like most authors, you got, if you want to get a book done, you got to sit down and just churn that fucker out. But what and, year is it right now? 2020. And what are we doing right now? We're podcasting. Yeah. And you said you were not podcasting until 2021. But I am, I'm, <laughs> so such I'm a surprised. I finished the book. Okay. Three, four days ago. And so that was the quali that's the qualifier. Unless I finish the book. No, but what are you, my mom? Make yes. me stick to the rules here or something. <laughs> yeah. I finished my homework hey. early and you're like, why are you outside playing? Yeah. It was my it it was like the only video I watched of yours in the last couple months. It's like, whoa shit, Cappy's taking time off. What's going on here? So I actually watched that one and well, I listened carefully. Well, so anyway, you can't be pissed off at me. I, no, I'm not pissed off, but I just I just Here's what happened, guys. Okay, if if you didn't know, 2020 has pretty much sucked the entire time. Um, mm -hmm. But starting in early 2020, I finished How Not to Become a Millennial. Then I published this thing, although that didn't, you know, that that wasn't a, that that did take some effort. Then I had to put together two seminars, one of which I'm currently turning into a book. I had to deliver the seminars. I had to set up a whole new thing on Teachable, all while meanwhile running. Asshole Consulting, regular podcast, da, 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 da. and man, I was getting frazzled. I was getting more angry than I was normally, um, getting depressed. And again, you throw in 2020 and the lockdown and all that, that everybody is suffering from that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I swear to God, maybe I did get it. Uh, and just a tinge of it remained earlier. I just had a little slight cough, but I've been sick for about oh, two and a half weeks with uh with his, nothing with, more than a cold. With COVID. Maybe. Maybe. COVID, maybe. I'm playing Sounders as you talk here. I saw, uh, I was suspected that I lost my taste for about two days. But here's. Yeah, here's you got my, it, man. Okay, maybe I did. You, maybe you I got did. it. That's my, that's the, when you said, okay, here's, so, so soldiers and lieutenants know. Cappy yeah. was thinking about heading out to the Black Hills. I was. Yep. Because Governor Tim Walls. And dick. Keith Ellison were double penetrating him in Minnesota, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> and and then so I I I hadn't heard from him in a while, and I so I texted him, "Hey, you here yet?" And he's like, "No, I got too tired. Hmm. I didn't have the energy." And I'm like, "This is this is this is Cappy we're talking about here. This is little Eolus on Hercules' legendary journeys. That Eolus, is, yeah, Eolus, the little blonde-haired guy that." Oh, his buddy, the karate. Yeah, his little okay, buddy, right. his I little sidekick. Right. Yeah, that's what that's who you are. You're you're I'm, running you're around always, all right. over the place. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh yeah. So I I'm mean, even Mrs. DT was like, what? So we we're convinced you had you had COVID. If you are tired, mm -hmm. you've got something serious. So well, it it wasn't serious. And but is it the COVID? I don't know. I'm not gonna go to the hospital to find out. No, because I got news for you. It's just a fucking cold. At least right. it was for me. Now, if you got complications, obviously go to the hospital. But I, I just, I didn't care. And the other thing is, holy shit, I'm already locked down enough 
what, what, what's the, what's the rules for sequestering or quarantining if it was the COVID and how many people? Two weeks. It, well, yeah, but I, I, but for other people and I can't leave my apartment. What are the rules? I'm like, no, <clears throat> just, <laughs> no allergies, just allergies, boys and right. girls. And so, um, for like the better two and a half, better part of two and a half weeks. Yeah. I was, and it helped where I was like, okay, I don't have the energy. So I'm going to take some time off from podcasting. And I, you can't do anything when, when you're sick, uh, except stay in. And so it ended up actually being a blessing because all I would do is stay in bed, answer some emails, do a little bit of asshole consulting. But man, did I bang out that book. Uh, that, that got churned out real quick uh, because there's nothing else to do. And here was the other thing. There was very little guilt because you can't go to the gym. It's too cold to go outside. Uh, I'm sick on top of it. I knew I was sick. So one of those rare instances where the planets aligned, I was allowed to just be a, a sloven, debauched, stay in bed, stay in his pajamas guy for about a week and a half, two weeks. And then after I finished the book three, four days ago, which is a mentally taxing process, and I was going to go to Denver, I was just like, I ain't got it. I just, I just, and I just stayed in bed for 48 hours. Not bed, but light around on the couch, watch some TV. And then at the end of that 48 hours, which was yesterday, I uh, I felt like that that physical and psychological disgust you have with yourself when you fake being home or fake being sick so you could stay home. You ever do that? So you know, oh, you just to to feel school? you just feel uh, I don't know, not that you're lying, but you're not getting as much done as you should be or. Yeah, but um, I almost every guarantee every kid who ever fake being sick not to go to school probably had this but probably more in the 80s because of the daytime schedule of the tv now it's probably not this but there was a pattern to television scheduling back in the 80s right so you'd wake up at 5 a.m it'd be the u.s egg report i think of the financial great space coaster 5 a.m. for me. Yeah, that would be, then you get more your your great space coaster, your uh, Mr. Rogers or Sesame Street. Then you'd have cartoons, and the cartoons would run about till 10. Now, if you had fake being sick, you may have stayed in bed till 8, but you'd definitely get up to 8 to start watching Voltron or whatever. Uh, then Price go, is Right was my <laughs> sick show. See, and Price that's, is Right, baby. That's when, that's when it begins. That's when the sickness begins, because then all of a sudden the game shows would come on, and they weren't as good as cartoons. And if you you make it through the game shows, but then came the soap operas. And if you were and watching just, soap operas by noon as a sick kid, you just felt like uh, maybe yeah, you had developed. Here? Yeah, you haven't you haven't <laughs> developed. Maybe I didn't think this through. I did not think this through. Once once Bob Barker is off the screen, or Alex Trebek, R.I.P. Right, his show what co- connection or whatever where you, where you, whatever you had to connect that you had to match the cars. I think that was on after. Yeah, that was on after prices, right? Well, whatever. You don't watch Buzzer. You don't want. You can watch all those shows, dude. Now and then. Dude, I, I, I couldn't. No, I didn't watch those shows. I didn't. I didn't like it. It just. It reminded yeah. me too much of being babysat and, uh, like when my parents weren't around. And you know, nothing wrong with my babysitters, but she'd always watch soaps and and uh, game shows. And I'm like, let's go play. Let's go do something. And so there you are. You've been lying in bed the entire time, eating your frosted sugar bombs or whatever. And then all of a sudden the old people TV comes on 
And even though you may not have had the developed uh, Socratic philosophical mind because you're only like eight or nine, I think your instincts and genetics, like you are a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> just, even by your own low grade eight year old standards, you are a piece of shit and you should feel guilt and shame. And you intuitively started getting this model, this working model of the seven deadly sins off which you're, what did you do? Sloth, gluttony. I mean, just, you're just a well, piece faking of- it for the good show is, is rewarding. And then if you have to keep faking it for the crap, then well, it's, no, then but it's, then- it's not rewarding anymore. No, but then you're stuck. So you're like, why well, gotta right. make it till three until the afternoon cartoons come? But if on. you if you if you blew your cover and you said, "Hey, I'm feeling better. I'm better," then you'd never be able to do it again. So yeah, I mean, it's yeah. And then you you kind of just had a disgust with yourself. And um, I never did that, by the way. Never I never faked it. Nope. Okay. I just I hated school so much. I I had a trick or technique. The toilet we had was right next to a heater. And so what I would do is I'd go sit on the toilet and put my head by the heater. That would kick heat up onto my forehead. Mom, I'm not feeling it. She touched this fiery hot. Oh, you're burning up. You're not going to school. I'm like, ah, the good old toilet uh, uh, heater trick. Always, always fooled Ma. Always, always fooled me. Your temperature is 130. My God. Why is the bathroom so cold? It's like no heat's getting in. All right on that forehead, baby. That's where it went. All right on the forehead. Okay, a little more housekeeping there, Claire. All right, all right. Okay, so so last time I did a simulcast, I pimped myself big time, right? Okay. Typity-type in, unless you shared it in the description. I put your website, blackbrigade.org, in the website. Okay, so go to my YouTube channel. Just type into YouTube, Black Brigade. I'm simulcasting right now. Those listeners on, I don't know how many listeners you got now, right? Right now, Cap. 137. 137. Okay, live, people. But after the fact, you could have thousands, right? Absolutely. So last time, last time we simulcast, you type, type it, type in, Black Brigade, into YouTube, click. You don't miss anything. Simulcasting over at the Black Brigade page, ACDT podcast. Last time I did this, I got, I think, a little over 100 new subscribers. Awesome. I have a new mission. New, new mission. mission. What's the new mission? The new mission is I want 200 new subscribers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't even have to listen ever again. But but if you do sign up to my podcast, I am going my will to power hour podcast. I do a will to power hour podcast, which is philosophy and I'm relating it to today. Yeah. And then I do the um, your wake up call every Friday, do the schadenfreude and freedom Fridays mm-hmm. where we look at the news. And and do a little Schadenfreude if possible, because that's all we got left. Mm-hmm. But if I get 200 new subscribers, I will do a will to power our podcast. Red pill, all about women, all about you, women, you and how have. Nietzsche, how Nietzsche thinks about women. Okay. You will see I, how some of the red pill stuff maybe started with this with this frail little guy. From Germany, named Nietzsche. He had some things to say about the chicks, man. Mm-hmm. So that's two hundred new subscribers, soldier. Two hundred new soldiers. What uh, I how, will talk about the chicks, man. How? Uh, how? Uh, God, I'm tired. I, I'm. St- I, I know I still got that bug left over. Um, <clears throat> how close are you to monetization? You at a thousand yet? No, or? no. I'm. I, I've lost a few since I started talking philosophy because people 
don't That'll like happen. that apparently. Yeah. No, I mean, but they, <laughs> they came there, they came yeah. there for uh, angry DT and, and politics. And if you shift, uh, you're going to lose some, but then you'll pick up some down the road is because you're, you're changing your, uh, your meal, you're changing your menu. So right. it's going to attract different people, but I'll, you'll be surprised about this. Um, after writing this book, uh, it was so depressing. The numbers I was going through and I, okay. And the numbers weren't depressing. They were shocking, but the ramifications, what that said about society and men and women, uh, I I'm taking a break. Um, and I know this may shock you. Uh, are you even, are you working on any new year's resolution? Like don't do it. I don't do that. New year's yeah. day. I mean, like you, you start thinking about it, strategizing. I do. I do not do New Year's resolutions. I think they're stupid. I think mm-hmm. if you're going to do something, you shouldn't wait until January 1st to fucking right. do it. I think you should just do it. So I'm constantly trying to improve myself. It's not something that, well, it's the new year. I'm not one of these people that show up at the gym, you know, and sign up for a three-month right. three membership. Months that you're and never they're, use and they're out of there in two weeks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, not that it's a New Year's resolution, but in finishing the book, um, I couldn't, I couldn't talk about women anymore. Like, hey, all right. I, and I love, I love, you know, tuning into all the, cause I think it's what it really is, is it's the biggest and only game we really have in life is, is each other, the sexes. Um, and so you could get just as people get lost in football or news journalism or whatever, politics, things like that. Um, you are programmed to be heavily invested in the opposite sex. That's the, almost the entire point and purpose of being here. But even that, you can end up wasting your life a little bit. But man, you stare into that. Ab- yeah, if you stare into that abyss, and keeping in mind, it's not just the regular abyss. This is now the fourth, fifth wave feminist, whatever, dressed up, dolled up, psychotic, SJW, all men are scum abyss. You you just, you, you really uh, get taxed. And so uh, yesterday, I decided just <clears throat> just to get out. Drove into Wisconsin by three hours and I was just binging on the world-class bullshitters because I want to listen about comic books and video games and James Bond. And I think I'm going to be switching at least my consumption of this because I've already abandoned politics more or less. Um, But certainly I need to take a break no matter. I mean, my my audience can keep sending in questions about girls and straight. That's fine. I don't care. But like, I, I think after writing this book and all the other red pill work all the way from Rollo Tomasi to Rich Cooper's new book, um, I think I think we've said enough. Is is it market saturation yet? <laughs> no, because it never will be. It it's a, will it's be. it is an abyss. It's there, a gaping maw. <laughs> it, it's it's never going to be because of two main reasons. One, there are always new entrants coming into the field. Right. There's always new young men. And then two, it, it's a it's also a, a constant arms race. Like what? Assuming the Soviet Union didn't go bankrupt, that would be a perpetual arms race between the United States and the Soviet Union. What do they do with these airplanes? Well, they got this different missile. They counter that with this foil pack. Then they got this new plane that won't even be picked up on radar. It's that constant arms race between men and women, especially when you throw the internet in there uh, with dating, online dating, and, and all that. A, a whole new game changer. So there will always be new stuff, not only to be digested. But young men are going to be fully invested in it because that's how they're programmed. They want the girls. They want to get the girls. And me and Modern Life John were talking about this. I can't believe that his class is so popular because to me, it's such 101 basic stuff. But there's so many people, D, so many young men who are not brought up right. Even in the world where you could just search it on the internet, find all the red pill stuff in the world, the vast, vast majority of men, young men, 
they aren't finding. And so they end up on John's front door and he's got some really good basic one-on-one classes that if you didn't have your dad around or your dad was around, but he was a pussy, it's vital. And so I don't think it will ever go away, nor will the passion or the fuel for it go away because it's men's sex drive that ultimately drives it. Um, but I think we've got this, we've rediscovered the lost wisdom our forefathers had about the the pursuit of the uh, fairer sex and and all that other stuff. But I don't, don't think get, the basics need to be. We've we've yeah. we've re, we've it's like it's like you you know you found an old city underground like some Aztec city and we fully excavated the main stuff and I might we might find some other things but we've 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 rediscovered this wisdom and and I think it will go on. Uh, but don't, don't you think everything that's needed to be said has been said and mm-hmm. it it can be. It can be kind of uh, standardized at this point. You know, I mean, I'm sure Rolo's books are a good standardization, but he's even, you know, you well, let's do the red pill mindset about whatever oil drilling. I mean, I don't know what he's going to do next. It's all kinds of different. Well, here it is in a religion. Here it is in here. Here it is in there. Here it is in there. And at some point it becomes, you know. A paralysis of analysis, right? And and you have to move on at some point. I mean, you got you take everything that you know, and then you just okay, I've got it. I'm going to approach reality. It's time to move on. Yeah, but you're 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 way too intelligent. You're being way too logical. Like you and I can give up the sports ball, okay? (laughs) But your average person can't. They actually get pissed off if their team doesn't win, and they get excited if their team wins. That's right. your average IQ. That's what we're dealing with. <clears throat> now, that's they a do the same thing with women. That even but if they're not, not even, getting laid, not they're even, cheering for people who do get laid, and just kind of like living vicariously through the red pill community. That you know, well, oh, we're going to learn some more stuff today. I'm not going to put it into practice, but I'm going to learn some more stuff today. We're not even talking. It doesn't hold a, football doesn't hold a candle. All of professional sports doesn't hold a candle to the vested interest men have in the pursuit of women. I, right. And notice I'm being very purposed and not saying women's pursuit of w- men because I just don't no. believe there is any. All right. There isn't much anyway. <laughs> there they, isn't they, much. Yeah. Um, they use it for their own. They like to accuse men of, well, you want a, uh, you know, a hot little thing on your arm to look good in front right, of your Right. Friends. We're not talking about women. We're not she, talking. Okay. We're not going to talk. <laughs> we're talking about talking about women. Okay. Okay. The difference. <laughs> this is like the news good. analyzing the news. Okay? okay. Good. I don't want to. <clears throat> but what I'm saying, men have a much higher vested interest in sex and the pursuit of women than they do any sports game, any any other game in life, any hobby, any trinket. And for you to say, well, yeah, haven't we stated it and gotten it over? Yes, but for the average guy, that he's still blinded by his genetics and his and his sex drive. He's still going to go. And so when and keep in mind, when are you not interacting with women? When are you not, especially as a younger man, not uh, chasing tail or, or somehow interested or, or at least spending a little bit of your CPU processing, looking at a girl, checking out girls or kind of, de- <clears throat> and it applies everywhere in life because women are so omnipresent. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. They're, they're everywhere. They're yeah. everywhere. And so you can go to the Ubiquitous. finest. Yeah. You could go to the drill down to the, the atomic level of men and women 
And there will still be something to be said because it affects your overall strategy and, and it might affect your behavior. Like, oh, what about fast food restaurant game? I've never done that. Yeah, let's go to fast food. So, it, it, but it, it can That's get- That's what gra- I mean, man. <laughs> well, I don't think it would go that far, but- <clears throat> Oh, I, I think it will. You I do? think it will. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. There's going to be every little niche, every nook and cranny will be mm-hmm. explored in how to get the girls. Okay. I mean, every single one. And And you know what? <laughs> There will be an audience for that bigger than the national football. Look at what every angle, like sports analysis, you know, notice Jim ran it this way. You know what I think about most football plays? I think they might've practiced it here and there, but I think every fucking time the quarterback is winging it because he's got to take in all the shit that didn't go the way he thought it was going to go and then toss the ball or hand it off or something like that. I don't believe. So when you get these washed up douchebags coming in and analyzing how Jim Johnson threw the basketball to Bobby Smith and all this other crap, they, they will go to that level of minutia on sports analysis. They sure the fuck will go to that level on sex. They absolutely, absolutely will. It already has, in my opinion, but <laughs> right. And that and it's not that I, I still find things very interesting because it's always look at that. Look at this, look at this crazy person over here. Like there's always a news story or something like that, which you can find on the internet anytime. But even I've had my fill, no matter how personally invested I might be in, you know, the attraction of the opposite sex, or from a more philosophical perspective, like analyzing it. And I think a lot of guys, you got to keep this in mind, DT. A lot of guys, I think a lot of gals, they're just using it as therapy. I'm not necessarily saying bad therapy. They get, you know, a young man who's 35, all of a sudden comes around. He's like, what the fuck was that all about? Like, all of a sudden you start finding out all these lies and girls start treating you nice. And da, 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 you're like, holy shit. I mean, it's it's like it's, it, there's an adaptation time to discovering the real world of the matrix. Oh, you know, for like, sure. On, and, and so, and especially on something that's as pinnacle or important as as uh, love and procreation <clears throat> and women in men's mind that takes a long because you know they've talked about the the cycle red pill rage and all that other stuff but uh from i guess what we would say uh an academics viewpoint I, i've written enough i'm yeah. i'm done uh certainly we'll discuss it and certainly if something newsworthy worthy comes up but at least in terms of my own personal consumption i can't I'm almost feeling bad for women. Like after I wrote the data and the numbers and looked at how many women are pursuing false gods for lack of a better term, but anything that feeds themselves and not the love of another person, it is, I I feel bad for them now. I feel like you could have a screaming feminist. There's a piece of me now that looks at like, you are so fucked. You are so programmed and you're so, you are constantly mentally tortured by all this bad programming and lies you got. And you are having such a hard time reconciling that in the real world. And by the way, there's a huge part of your brain just screaming at you to, to fall in love and, and be natural, be, be an actual woman. I look, I look at it and we also have sympathy for your enemy. It's kind of like, yeah, I think I'm, I'm done here. You know, like there's been enough. Bloodshed. Well, they're not the enemy. I mean, it's 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 the political system that's making them the enemy. We're not enemies. We're I, not. Right, right. <laughs> and again, we're not talking about women. We're talking about talking about women. Right. I'm I'm to the point, and maybe you got there. But like, I got sick of politics. I'm done. I'm not watching it anymore. Uh, I think another thing is when you can answer every question, 
or you can identify a scenario or a situation. Oh, this is why it's happening. Like you, you understand fully how an engine works. Well, how many more engines do you need to study? Like I figured out a diesel engine. All right. I, I know everything about diesel engines. I think it's time to stop studying diesel. Well, engines there's people on. that love to, you know, even in, even in the workplace, right. Mm. In engineering, there are people that love to learn how to do a certain task. And then they just do that task for their entire fucking career. And I am not one of those people. I like to learn how to do a, ca- a task, master it, and then move the fuck on. And right. that's why probably corporate America doesn't like me. That's why that's why the engineering field does not like me is because they want to be, you know, if it's a consultancy, they want to be prof- profitable. So me being specialized makes them profitable. So you just stay, stay doing that. Stay and in government, it's, it's everybody's got their silos. Well, that's what I do. And that's what, that's what, that's my job. I don't want you infringing on my job. I won't have any work to do if you kick my ass and in, in the skill that I, that I've learned here and I've spent 20 years perfecting and you skill. can perfect, yeah, and you can perfect it. Uh, in, that's funny. Skill in, in government. Six months, sure. you know, which is a true story. I did perfect a certain kind of modeling in six months. Um, so I think there are, but that's the same thing in the red pill community. I think is that they're comfortable there. They just want to hang out there and be specialists there. Not, not talk about anything else, not be challenged by anything else, not move the ball down the field at all. Just keep running that button hook pass up the middle, you know, or keep running the option (laughs) around the corner to use the sports analogy again and again and again and again. Well, it works. But, you know, you're you're gaining, you know, one yard, two yards, three yards at a time rather than going down and scoring a fucking touchdown. So, well, and here's another interesting thing. This is why I'm really looking for, you know, you may say you're going granular, but Rolo is is brilliant at finding germane, interesting things that, you know, he's I'm not he saying they're not stuff. smart. <laughs> no, no. He, but he'll find stuff that hasn't been digested or even discovered yet. Right. And I kind of had this idea beforehand only because I grew up in the church. But what? I don't think man can exist without vice or religion. You have to have something. And by religion, I don't mean like an established religion. It could be, but you need some kind of philosophy. Uh, otherwise, you you just stare into the abyss and you don't know how to handle it. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to the red pill, quote unquote, a lot of people are leaving traditional religion. A lot of people are kicked out of traditional religion. Not, well, they aren't kicked out, but they, they're purged from it because the religion has become so warped and politicized that it's no longer representative of what they want. And once again, what do men have? All right, well, if it's not going to be worshiping God, what's the number two thing? You're going to go look for a woman. That's what you're, you're. And so what I've found, and since we have been so lied to, so mispropagandized about each other, both men and women, women for men. <clears throat> Uh, a lot of these guys, not only do they go there for therapeutic reasons, and I hate to even use the word therapy because in any case there might be something wrong with you, just to find the fucking truth. But then they're also there. It's like, what else do they have? And so uh, Rolo, his next book is about religion and the red pill. And he even said that he thinks that the future religion for men is going to be this red pill. Because at least this, quote, religion or philosophy addresses some of their spiritual and existential concerns. whereas. Christianity is, oh, yeah, there's a guy nailed to the cross, but worship the single mom vagina. Oh, my God, you men have to like and feminism and politics and politics and socialism. And we got to help out the poor. It's like, what about the guy nailed to the plank of wood? We are going to get back to what about this book here? You haven't mentioned one damn thing about this book. So I think a lot of men are abandoning that and filling in this void of religion or philosophy, at least 
with red pill philosophy. Not even it's it certainly have been incentived or incentivized by women. That's the field that's getting them in there. But there's other philosophical, spiritual things discussed within it, like truth. Well, that's what I was just going to say. That's the main thing. It's it's if you're a truth seeker, you, it, the truth is going to be attractive. It's going mm-hmm. you're going to hear it and you're going to go, holy shit, mm-hmm. this is true. I've been lied to. And that that's the that's the you know. That's the red pill. But my point is that it's it's beyond that. I mean, that that's what it is, is truth. And if you just sit there and just learn the truth about women all day, you're not there's a lot more truth out there than just the truth right. is out there, according to the X-Files. Right. It, there's a hell of a lot more truth than just, you know, the feminine imperative and right. hypergamy and, you know, all these things. They're true. hundred percent. They're true. Right. But there's other true things. And then well, you keep on you keep on going along the path of truth, and then you finally get to the abyss, where you you've discovered all these truths, and it's like holy shit, there's some truths you you can't quite see. There's not even a light to follow. You just mm-hmm. gotta you gotta jump into that abyss and and trust that it's taking you somewhere because you are a truth seeker, and that's where I'm at. I mean, I, I one of the things I, I'm going to put together an image. Remember that painting in the hunker bunker? Yeah, the, the ship. Yeah. Yeah. On the velvet, on the black velvet. Yeah, you I said, like oh, that. that would look great under a black light. That yeah. that painting I've looked at since I was a baby. I have loved this painting since I was a baby. And I've had it everywhere. I took it w- with me in college too. And I'm it's the Black Brigade now is setting sail into the abyss. That's what it is. And I think that's just I mean, there's something about that painting. Soldiers will see it later. That is always, I've always thought it's great. I've always, and, and, the, and the ship is pointing towards you and the light is on the horizon behind it. So it is, right. it's coming into the storm. It's, it's going into the abyss. And right. um, so that's what I'm trying to do at blackbrigade.org anyway. And that's what I'm trying to do with the will to power hour is that we've got all this philosophy that we're kind of coming up with now, but really a lot of these things, there's nothing new under the sun. A lot of these things have been talked about in the past, way in the past. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if you listen to the Heraclitus series of episodes, but um, that was quite uh, revealing. Mm -hmm. Just reading this guy, Heraclitus 600 BC, the things that he was talking about and how he became a misanthropist, how he, how he descended into misanthropy. And uh, so I, for me, it's kind of looking back to look forward that you look back to look forward. And I just, that's the, a friend of mine said one time, he said, um, and not to, you know, go out and buy Aaron's books by all means. But he, he was kind of like, why am I going to buy Pete Hegseth's book when I, when there's, you know, Nietzsche and when there's, you know, Marcus Aurelius and all these guys in the past have written books. I haven't read those yet. I'm going to go buy a book by Pete Hegseth from Fox news talking about the country <laughs> before I read these other Socrates great writers, what, yeah, Socrates, right? Aristotle, whoever, you know? So I think it is important to look back. The, well, and here's what you're going to find out. And one, I agree with you, like changing, changing tactics. You're going to change your, your, your hobby because all hobbies will get boring, but it, it's yeah. also kind of, it's like with the world war two, what did we do after we won world war two? We went home. And I think every man has to move on to something different once you've fully digested whatever uh, philosophical, intellectual meal that laid before you. Go find a new one. Feminists and leftists, they don't. They just, they just dig deeper and deeper. You think 
you think red pill guys dig down oh, to the granular level. I mean, right. holy shit. Imagine a wasted philosophical and intellectual life when you're trying to study something that just isn't there. Uh, somebody, one of the soldiers here at uh, Black Brigade said that they're fully expecting the term nano aggressions to become a thing. You know, it's yeah. not just microaggressions anymore. It'll be nano aggressions. Right. So like you say, grant more granular, more granular, more granular. And that's the, I don't want us. I don't want we quote red pill, black pill, whatever the fuck you want to call us mm. people to fall into that trap either. You know, I mean, it's, it, I think there are times that we definitely do. I think I mean, we are living in really, really interesting times right now. Mm. And if all we talk about is women, I mean, and here I'll play us. I'll play a sounder for that. It's like what? I'm not even going to hear it. What? We're talking about women all the time. What? I. I <laughs> and like you said, it's it, it's getting boring. It's getting dull. There's always going to be new people, right? Mm-hmm. There's. I mean, there's always a need for uh, English 101, or you know, right. all these all these courses that we take. There's always new kids coming in, but at some point, I mean, those courses are standardized, right? There's not people. And maybe there no are. No one's that, pioneering new English yeah. 101 shit. No, there is some true. of that going on. But, and but what, it's bullshit. It's, frustrating. It's, it's, it's worthless. Exactly. It's, it's totally fucking frustrating and and worthless. You know, the the uh, the new way of doing math and all these kind. you know, yeah. what are the common core trying to remake the wheel that we have this expression, remake the wheel, mm-hmm. that, which means what the fuck are you doing? There's no reason to remake the wheel. Right. <laughs> Use the goddamn wheel. It's right there. You don't need to remake it. Well, and also for our own sake, but the the topics we're talking about, I'm sure there's a fair amount of overlap and Venn. I mean, you're doing a niche special. Uh, we're talking stoicism. We're talking existentialism. We're talking about your entire point and purpose in life being uh, uh, programmed away by by politics and socialism mm-hmm. and communism and feminism and all. Now you put in all these isms. This is not the super fun happy hour for your brain. I mean, it is taxing and dark and depressing as fuck. And I don't even think I'm going to go your route, like where you do stoicism, uh, which I think is interesting because I think that is the hope. That is the philosophy that gets you over this. This uh, It's got its drawbacks, I would say. I mean, I'm yeah, going to be critical of all happy. these things, too. I mean, yeah. I'm a nihilist. I mean, that's what I am. I'm a nihilist, I would say. I know, a, mis- a positive nihilist. And- right. And, and it's it's all... That's what I'm saying is like, man, I just want some brain candy. And I'm thinking that's why I'm going video games. Uh, I may even start writing um, fiction, you know, do a comic book I'd like to do. Operation Evil, which is going to have a completely different angle and take. Uh, I didn't ask you, what is this new book? I don't think you've ever told me. Have you told anybody? Yeah. Uh, The Book of Numbers, Analyzing the ROI of the Pursuit of Women. Oh, okay. Yeah, you've told me. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was your course. That is my, no, my course is on minimalism. Okay. A $500 course on minimalism, which will be opening up in January for all your. Uh, How many of the <clears> chapters <throat> have to do with women? Uh, of what, minimalism? minimalism? None. <laughs> okay. It, it has nothing to do. I, well, Watch the interview with Rolo if you want to see how it relates to women for it, two hours. It, uh, <laughs> the, um. Now I won't I won't lie because women consume so much resources, especially if you're married. I do use examples and I make some some lighthearted jokes about women's spending habits. It's it's a video. It's all video. It's lecture. <clears throat> it's not paper uh, or digital. It's all online. Just video. You know. You know what cuts women's uh, desire to spend, spend, spend? Death. No. Uh, Them being the primary breadwinner. 
Ooh. Speaking from experience. Yeah. <laughs> well, your wife has always my, been my, decent. I, I, yeah, that's, that's my wife has always been frugal, but she's even more frugal now. I mean, ever since I became the stay-at-home dad and she was the mm-hmm. primary uh, wage earner for the family, mm-hmm. um, it changed. It, 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 there, there's benefits to going with the flow here. There's benefits to just saying, "Hey, this is reality." Uh, I'm All a white equal. male. There I'm you a go. white male. I might not do too well in corporate you America. You pay the government. taxes. I'll sit here and take care of the kids and watch sometimes, the prices right. Sometimes there's a way that it should be, but should is irrelevant. It should should is absolutely fucking irrelevant. <laughs> Once you start anyway, talking about should, you're going to be endlessly frustrated. Yeah, I, that's why I gave up on politics. That's all that is. Is like a it shouldn't be this way. I'm like fuck it. I I don't care. Right. Well, it is, and there's nothing you can do about it. So, how do you yeah. deal with that? <laughs> and that's you watch. You watch. That's comic what I try book. to do now. Yeah, you watch podcasts and video games. Like, I've also uh, like philosophy. I, I listened to a couple things on uh, Nietzsche and nihilism. It's Nietzsche. Um, the pretentious people say Nietzsche. <sighs> it's Nietzsche. Okay, that sounds more fun, doesn't it? How do you pronounce <laughs> the country of Chile? Chile. Yeah, right there. No, okay. And uh, you're one of those. People. I'm pretentious. There's, you... a, there's a little slash above the E. On there's, Chile, isn't there? there's a gal at the salsa club and she's dancing with Esteban. How do you pronounce Esteban's name? Uh, I was going to make a joke there. I won't because it would it would have been <laughs> Amy, the white girl from Podunk, California, is dancing with Esteban. And they're dancing to reggaeton music. Make the sentence pronounced correctly out of that. I don't. I, you're not. No, I'm not doing that. I, okay, I like right. how. I like how. What did Obama used to say? What What did he say? He would. That's he would. There was to talk about. That's what I'm trying to talk yeah. about. <laughs> this is how a real American Mexico, says it in Mexico. <laughs> Amy is dancing reggaeton with Eduardo. How Eduardo? How the desperately <laughs> single. 30 plus white women who would tie their little sashes around their side. They were going to find a Latin lover. They would say, Amy is dancing reggaeton. You got to do that. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) You're not in Argentina. You're not. And and it's annoying. (laughs) Guadalajara. With... Esteban, do they, but they only do that for for that for Latin, right? They don't go. Uh, what would you, Russia? <laughs> How would you say Russia? <laughs> they don't do the Russian accent for everything. It because <laughs> they are trying to. I was like proto virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. See, I will be accommodating to you to even talk like an idiot in my own language out of a dialect that everyone's going to look at real funny. But you will pick up on that, and then you might be my Latin lover. <laughs> and it'd be like, dude, do you know how many times they found out these guys were like married with kids back in Mexico or wherever they came from? Right, right. Oh, it was great. You want to see a soap opera? Watch old white women chase after young Latino dudes thinking they're going to find love. <laughs> oh, it's great. Juan Cabrera. Juan Cabrera. He's a he soldier. He's going to be a chemical engineer. Soldier of the Black Brigade. Juan he goes, Cabrera. He goes to. Your university. Oh, and Reno. That's like my buddy Atham is going to be a chemical engineer. Uh, I Goes wish. School, you, you, at Reno. What would Atham's name be? Atham. Atham. 
Atahame. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what's great? We just talked to any kind of Mexican dude or Latino dude. They don't do that fucking shit. They're always like, hey, man. It's like, hey, man. Right. I want to get a shirt with Atham, like like just a black and white silhouette. Not silhouette, but like a black. And just says, hey, man. And have him with his pipe. Just call him an athole. Athole? Athole, yeah. He doesn't have a lisp. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> just... He doesn't. Does Atham have no, a no, lisp? No, no, he doesn't. I'm just saying his name is Atham, and he's an yeah. athole. Oh, okay. That was good. Uh, that was a bad joke. A, bad joke. Bad joke. That's a bad joke. Um, let me do this. I want to pull up. Give me a second here. Let me pull up the archive because we're going to be a little bit late on Super Chats here. Let me get to this. Hang on. Why don't you all take a break if you got to go for 30 seconds or something? You got to do this, maybe. Go squeeze one out. What are you doing? You trying you're trying to find the ones that are in the past? I'm yes, I have right. there's a way you can do that. What I'm trying to do is be polite and not like type into the microphone. That's why I'm muting myself oh, and telling everyone oh. to take a break. This is professional, professional podcasting. Yeah. You know, you hey, you schmoes who just, just showed up last week with your podcast. When does your podcast celebrate a year in operation? When does that come up? Oh well, it's whenever <laughs> you told me to do it. So no, <laughs> I mean, live you've streaming? Been, you've been podcasting for how long? Twenty fourteen. Like, yeah, for at least six years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now hang on. I'm just go to Paul. I'll be back. Everyone go take a piss. Well, but I'll can, be back. I can fill in here. I can fill in while you know we don't need dead air. Again, soldiers, lieutenants, head on over to Black Brigade. Type any type into YouTube. You won't miss a second. Black Brigade into YouTube. You'll go to the Black Brigade channel. Not the not the cover band Black Brigade. Or the, the all black. There's a bunch of black dudes that play music for weddings and stuff called the Black Brigade. No, Black Brigade with Hotshot, the Hotshot logo. And subscribe if I get 200 subscribers because of this simulcast. 200. It's like a. It's like on Channel Two, right, where they do the the fundraising. If I get 200, you will receive a, a Will to Power episode. Looking at what. Frederick Frederick Nietzsche thought about women way back in the 1800s, 1880s or so. So you'll you'll entice them with that that it'll be about the womans. But yeah, how Nietzsche how Nietzsche said to get to girls. You know maybe. what we should do? I'm I'm doing this. I'm claiming to this. All right, inspired by you, I got an idea. Okay, I think there should be like a month. No woman Movember or whatever dumbass title they give. We just oh, pick they've a already month. done that shit, haven't they? The, the no, no fap, no fapping. No fap. Same thing. I'm, just, no, no, it's not the same thing. This is a completely different idea. We do it's it during marriage. summer. Will you just let me finish what I'm going to say here? All right. Go I got an idea and you're farting all over it. And now it's got shit that I got to clean <laughs> off for people. Rediscover this brilliance I had. Oh, look at all DT shit on my kernel of wisdom. All right, here we go. Pissing you off? Yes. Number four. Ding. Fourth time. <laughs> what if we just, this would be a philosophical, it would be a very good exercise, but let's say June, everyone gets out of school. Men just go on some summer vacation. You go on your reconnaissance, you go do whatever, and you're not worrying about women. You're not consuming red pill material. All the red pill guys take a break. 
charge up the batteries, you know, mm. unplug. Uh, men in general, I'd say in the Western world, like they don't worry about women. They don't do things for women. I'm not saying you don't be nice to your mom or your wife or anything like that, but like you just consume no red pill material for a month and you do not let, uh, women influence or, uh, I don't even want to say influence your decisions, but like, you don't let it enter your mind. Like you just, uh, fast. No porn, no nothing. Just well, if porn, you have to squeeze one off, you just have to do it like we used to have to do it when we were kids. Just right, just just in your own fucking head. Right. So you could go. You could. I'm not saying don't jerk off to porn, but don't spend five hours doing it. No, um, I'd say no porn at all. You have to think of it in your head. It and it would have. And the point, cut, the, cold turkey. The point would be to remove women temporarily, fast from them. So that you see that there's other stuff going on in the world and to remind yourself like, oh, yeah, there's there's other things I could do. And just just to introduce the concept of like, look, I know you want to talk. I know it's the number one thing, but don't obsess about this at the expense of your own life. Women should probably do the same thing, too. Like how many yeah. talk shows do women have about, oh, my God, blah, 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 man, X, blah, 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 blah. like or how much feminist material they consume. I think both men and women could do with a good purging of that respective material out of their lives. Like you don't watch daytime talk shows. Right. You don't read Boldy. You don't consume whatever indoctrination it is. You just like, nope, it's it's a month without this. And maybe women should do it on the same month because men would, I wouldn't say not have interest. I wouldn't say men would be neglectful. But if men are not worrying about it, women should do the same thing and just just see like, oh, what what is life outside the opposite sex? I think that'd be a great, great exercise for men to do uh, on a particular well, month. Well, and it used, I think it used to happen naturally, right? I mean, most men would have to go off to war or right. they'd have to, you know, they're, away, the they're out fishing for a month. I mean, think of the deadliest catch guys. Mm. Right. They're out fishing for crab for an entire month, two months, three months, whatever the fucking season yep. is. And they have to be away from what they want for an extended period of time. Then when you come back, you're more appreciative, maybe. Yeah. You, you, you enjoy it more. You yeah. look on the bright side, maybe, instead of looking on the negative side God, all the time. I, I hated him when he X, Y, and Z, but now that he's not here doing X, Y, and Z, I kind of miss it a little bit. You know, well, oh, there was this quirk or, or trait she had that I kind of miss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, both from the male and female perspective. So you could do cold turkey November, but that's not really, you know, I don't know. That I probably mean, doesn't summer, work. Summer, I yeah, want I was thinking motorcycles. Get to out, be able to do it. stuff like you're right. saying. Maybe since, you know, we're watching the end of America, that July would be Freedom Month. Freedom July. It's too too wide a scope a term. Um, yeah. I, I, wait, Liber, we got liberation the liberate but yourself the name doesn't matter i mean we'll get a name later but i, I think we got the concept is that we should yeah. unplug from each other and and just stop consuming that kind of uh info and i honestly I, i'll tell you this and i think every red pill guy you think well they'd lose one twelfth their income it's like dude these guys are so tired um you know they are busting their ass off trying to churn out all this data and content um i mean i saw donovan sharp studio and that man works and yeah. Rolo is always working. I'm always working. And it's like, dude, I think I think everyone would be like, nope, taking a month off. And now we're fucking around doing something. I think every good every guy would like it. I and think there'd it just, be it's just as delayed until later. It's all it's always, you know, people say, Well, if we have this big sale now, mm-hmm. or if you know, it's gonna uh, you know people won't shop later. 
yeah. So you don't shop now mm-hmm. to have the big sale later. I mean, it, it's, the demand is there no matter what. If you take a month off, right. who cares? Yeah. If we spread it out, I, I'm, I'm just saying it would, it would be good for everyone if every day you didn't wake up. Like I know this one couple. They're a great couple. Don't get me wrong. First thing they do is like turn on the Fox News. Yep. It's like, dude, I don't need to get pissed off before the coffee even hit my system. I don't You're need not talking about us, are you? <laughs> no, you guys go. You guys, you guys go on your your swipey things. Yeah, I just get pissed yeah, off I, at the world. Yeah, uh, which we've been doing less of ever since the election. We mm-hmm. since I moved on to philosophy, it's definitely mm-hmm. a lot less here at the. Good, and it's better for your bumper. health. It's yep. better for your health. All right, let's get through some super chats here. A cynic in chief says for two bucks, Cappy needs a Discord. I can help it. Set it up or mod. I dude, thanks a lot, Cynic. And you you met Cynic, right? He came yep. to your town. Yeah. So uh thanks, man. I I I appreciate it. And I'm not saying no, but right now I don't want to do anything. I mean, even I got a Discord set up. I don't even want to log in. I don't want to even worry about it. I just don't want to, I don't want to do it. And you got you got obligations. You're a, a legitimately employed individual. You have opportunity costs. So let's if I'm not gonna appreciate it, just Let's just hold off for now and, and maybe 2021. Oh, uh, we can worry about that. The competent man for five bucks or not. I just lost that one. Well, let me scroll down. Masculine to the March. I'll get up. Masculine March. Yeah, it might be not. Judd Grover, two bucks. You know, forget women February has a nice <laughs> ring to it. <laughs> yeah, guys, what do you got? What do you oh, got? Oh, man. That's, oh, see, that, that would be genius, actually. That's, that's too. See, I don't mean this to be a strike. No, it's not trolling, but I don't mean this to be a strike about women, like uh, boycott women month. It's not that. It's like, dude, just unplug yourself, and women should do the same and realize, you know, kind of focus on other things. Um, So that that just almost has a tinge too negative. Well, I mean, there's Valentine's Day. That's the reason why he's choosing February. Oh, smart guy. I thought it was because (laughs) of the alliteration with the No, no, Valentine's Day, I'm sure, is the reason. Does anyone fall? Like, I, I always get a kick out of it. Like, I don't buy my girl shit on Valentine's Day. On the 15th, I'll get her something. But we don't do Valentine's Day. That's the dumbest shit ever. Uh, Syndicate Chief for two bucks. Nanoaggression, something new for me to monetize. That's. Oh. You could come up with them, man. I mean, it would be like a raised eyebrow. That would be a nanoaggression, right? Uh, no, uh, they'll figure out, dude, we are already in, in clown world flared. Yeah, they will. They are again, looking on the bright side. Do you know how mentally ill you have to be to come up with the concept of a microaggression and to like live your life in thinking that you are perpetually offended and a victim. And there's my, I mean, to constantly look for offense and no matter what, you'll find it. You know who said that? 600 Who? BC, Heraclitus. He oh, said, did the, he stupid, say the stupid get riled up by every word. Yep. yep. Basically. Uh, yeah. And so I, <laughs> uh, I mean, just be happy. You're not, you're not. Uh, be strong for five bucks. Cappy, who do you get your car insurance from? I don't know anyone who charges for only your vehicle, for only one vehicle when you own two vehicles. I live in the eight. Well, it has to be liability only. Like, so if the cars get stolen or trashed too, too bad for you. Um, but I, that's Minnesota and that's every car insurance company I have. To be honest, I don't know what car insurance I'd have to look at my, my card. <clears throat> I think it's Geico. I'd have to check. Um, you anyway, spend your car insurance though. If you're not driving it in the winter, I do that all the time. 
Yeah, I mean, there's you don't have look, guys. If you get a leased vehicle or a new car with a loan, you're required to have certain amounts of coverage and certain amount of uh, minimal lim- uh, minimum limits. And if you just get a piece of crap car that if someone steals it, you don't care. I mean, probably care a little bit, but it's such a piece of crap. You don't care if it gets scratched. You don't care. Your insurance costs go very, very low. Uh, and you can have two pieces. of Now, maybe that's just Minnesota. I don't know if that carries on into other places, but I don't pay that much in insurance. I think all you have to do, though, is open up the insurance account for that vehicle. But then if you're not driving it, you can tell your insurance company, I'm not driving it. It's sitting in my garage zero yeah. miles. Mm-hmm. I don't need coverage right now. I'll let you know when I start driving it around and they'll, they'll reduce your payments to zero basically. And, and a lot, a, a lot of insurance companies have already been proactive on this, uh, but this is something you can look into. If you're re- working remotely, call your insurance company, say, Hey, I'm not commuting anymore. Right. And instead of the 10 or 15,000 miles per year, you're putting on your, uh, on your um, uh, truck or car, you're only putting four or five, you'll, you'll get a significant savings. Yep. But none of, none of these, look, if you're all buying new cars with car loans, don't fucking talk to me about, oh, how do I save money on car insurance? You don't, because now you're talking coverage. It's not just liability. Now you got, uh, was it collision or comprehensive? Yeah, you, well, the it? bank requires that, right? If they've got. Yeah, the bank just lent the out. Yeah. The bank just lent out 25000 That's of other the collateral, basically. Yep, that's the collateral. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I had a. Uh, I was even kind of pissed. I had to spend five grand on my last car. I was like, this is kind of pricey. You know, maybe I will get, <laughs> I want to be out five grand if this thing gets torched, you know, but. That's... Well, you know what? We, we might be looking at to get rid of one of our cars. It's, it's been fully, you, you know, we did the hail claim on it. So it's basically oh. totaled. Okay. And maybe we could sell it to you. I might, I got enough cars. I think though, um, well, we'll hang on to it until it. you need it. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't don't. I mean, you get a good deal, take it. But right. if that's still around, I may not. I may not be against that because I do need a, you know, a suite. Not a suite, but you know, two cars out in South Dakota. Uh, but I already got the pieces of shit I drive here. Um, so they're and you know, I just I can't throw away a car if it works. Like, oh, right, exactly. Get a, that's get my car. my issue too. It's yeah. like this is a this car is a will probably last forever. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't want to just get rid of it. Yeah, you know, because um, I hardly ever drive it. <laughs> the my truck, it's got one hundred forty three thousand miles on it. It's seventeen years old, still goes. It's like, right. well, why? You know, people laugh. Oh, it's got a, it's got rust and it got the da, da, da. Right. and I'm like, who cares? Yeah, I, I know horse and buggy, <laughs> but these people all have. I know these people in particular. One, like they all got cars with car payments, and and they the the foolishness how they roll their eyes like oh we know it's paid off but geez come on it's like geez come on no 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 explain that geez come on right. what do you mean i should have a 300 dollars a month payment for a very average car what do you mean by that and then you're all shocked i pay off my house and i'm gonna move to the house place i've always wanted to be like do you fucking not what is this this uh <clears throat> visceral unconscious rolling of the eyes cool Oh, it's the herd, wood. man. It's how the herd reacts. They think they it's either a status symbol or it provides them a feeling of self-worth to have a nice car. And when they see somebody who's got their shit together that has perfectly, I would say you've got high self-esteem. <laughs> so if you're driving around a shit mobile and you've got high self-esteem, they're going, man, I have low self-esteem if my vehicle isn't vacuumed. 
or something yeah, like that. These it, people, right? There could be some of that. I know, like <clears throat> when you're a younger guy, there's a fair amount of social pressure to get the fancy car. Although I think that's waning away, kind of like how clothes, like you had to dress a certain way in the 80s and 90s. That's gone. Yep. Uh, and now the cars, I don't see most millennials can't afford cars. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Well, they don't oh, want to drive so anywhere. They don't well, want to go they, anywhere. They didn't get their licenses until the average age of like 18 or 21 or something like that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The numbers are pretty bad. Um, but, uh, that's once you get to a certain age, shit, I don't care. I got, I'm the old man in his truck. That's a great status to be old man in his truck. Nobody cares about him. He don't care about nobody. He just drives around in his happy, comfortable truck, smoking his cigars. And the older the truck, the better. I mean, really? <laughs> right. I mean, right. Well, some of those older looking trucks are pretty tough looking. I mean, they're they're. You want to talk masculinity? Mm-hmm. You know, an old Ford. 150 yeah old chevy old you know not these new things that it's like i have a small penis you know these gigantic right up high and i got a grill grill. the huge grill and the chrome and the and then they the worst thing i saw was i was i was driving out of mask cards menards and in my shitty truck right Mm. my no extended cab rear wheel drive toyota tundra and i've got my wood can fit in the back no problem right and there's this big fucking Dodge Ram with extended cab, the gigantic tires, the off-road and all that kind of stuff. That little pussy had to open up the back window to put his wood in his. He didn't have a long enough bed <laughs> to get his wood in the in the truck. And it's like pathetic. You are so fucking pathetic with that you know growling that? truck. Rum, 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 and you have to open up the back window to put the, win- the put the wood in your truck. Do you know what I like about all those trucks? What? They're very pretty. They're shiny. And they don't uh-huh. have a speck of dust because nobody uses they them. They don't use anything. them. They don't no. use them. In Wyoming, no. they did. You go off, you go haul, like the the, the commercials with Dennis yeah, with Leary. That actually the happens. In. Yeah, yeah, they're actually, no, they're Doc Perot and they're out there cowboying it up. But you right. get into any major metropolitan area, all these pussies, and that's what right. they are, who have these brand new trucks. And dude, I've seen it. I can't say where or what environment. But there's a, uh, uh, not a microcosm, <clears throat> there's a, an environment of people that I occasionally drift in and out of, visit every once in a while. And it is the classic uh, corporate environment, let's just say, where all these hardworking men got trucks. And they're hardworking men, don't get me wrong, but they got trucks and they're very nice trucks and they're shiny, pretty trucks. Ford and F-350s. Not the 150, the fucking 350. <laughs> well, maybe whatever it is. I, I don't know these trucks, but I look at them and every time, Matt, every time I look at them, I'm like, this is, this is not dirty. You're not using this as a truck. Mine's got character. It's got a scratch. Right. It's, it's, it's got some dents in it. You guys and your fucking accountants. Or, or project managers. Yeah. <clears throat> you don't you have central heat and air. You don't split wood. You don't have property you gotta tend to. You bought this fucking truck for no fucking reason. You don't even move. You probably hire Utah and move or U-Haul and movers to move your stuff if you're to move out of your house. And it's it's just like this big it's like yay. Cause these trucks, you know what they cost new? Oh, they're thirty thousand, forty thousand, fifty thousand bucks. Yeah. Easy, yeah. Yeah, and then you got to get this package or that package. Yeah. It's like the tow like package the, and the <laughs> and all that stuff. Are you a yeah. pussy? You're a pussy. You don't get this truck. Oh, I don't want to be a pussy. 
And there they are with their khakis and their fucking, what's the little iron on? You match it with the shirts, polo shirts. And then they hop the in. The IZODs. IZODs back in the day with the <laughs> yeah, alligator shirts. Yeah. And so I just, I kind of, you know. Oh, but that's the other thing I was going to say is um, when you get when you get to be old man truck guy, right? Like you and me. Uh-huh. You get some old timer guys, and it's always a it's always a good sign you're on the way if an old timer, like a sixty year old Vietnam vet, comes in and he's got his hat and he looks at you. Nice truck. Yeah. What yeah. is it? Two thousand two, two thousand three. Like, yeah, old man. He's like, yeah, I had one. Had to put her down. Yeah, that was a good, good truck. And then they drive off in a truck that's a two thousand six or right. whatever. So yep. when you get that that little hat nod from the from the old timer men. Who have their old trucks? You like you know those guys. You know I got I got a hat nod in the in the Culver's drive-through <laughs> from a guy like truck. He was a vet. Yeah, he's like yeah. he's like I like the American flag on the back. You don't see much of that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me scroll down. Don't worry, we will not we will not uh, miss all the super chats. I pulled it up. I'm just going through the right. Adriano Rom- no. Ramos. 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 I am dating Adriano, and he loves me. He Ramos. said he will he will move me to Perth, and I will live and, and dance the salsa with Adriano. Uh, do you dance Zouk Lombada, Cappy Esteban Clary? Uh, <laughs> Lombada, no. Uh, I've never heard Zouk Lombada. Maybe I do because here's a dirty little secret about most of ballroom dancing. They'll say, "Oh, this is cumbia." And then you'll you'll dance. You'll be like, well, how's this different than the regular salsa? And you're like, oh, it's a slight variation. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it all the time. Oh, a two-step. Two-step is foxtrot. Oh, do you know how to two-step? No, I only know how to foxtrot. You put you and you dance uh more basically foxtrot is non-country music and two-step is country music. So you're That's saying it. that even in ballroom dancing, there is this tendency to the analysis, uh, the paralysis of analysis, that there, you just more and more granular differences. Right, right. It's it, the same it's, thing in heavy metal music. There's all kinds of different kinds of heavy metal. Yeah, I'm really more of a southern East Coast swing than the Yankee. Right. It's like right. there's a fucking difference. Right. Or like East Coast <laughs> rap versus West Coast rap. I'm like, what is it? Depends on who gets shot more. What? What's the deal? Uh, right. So no, See, I, <clears throat> I'm sure it's a variation. It's universal. Um, this. This. Uh, this tendency mm-hmm. to get all granular granular on every little thing every little interest area do mm-hmm. uh hey doc's in the house at uh, safetyphd.com speaking of a man with a truck and a very impressive collection of wood he uh posted that you can find him at safetyphd.com yeah and if you've got hail you need a white vehicle white I- vehicles hide hail damage I might, I might admit to, this is way down the road. This is like after I find a place to go move to, if the United States collapses, I might permit myself to get a classic car of some kind, which aren't actually that expensive. Um, They're expensive to maintain, but they're not that expensive to buy. So uh, I might uh, go check that. All right, let's go uh, through the archives here. Alex Bogey for five five bucks met a cute single mom at a Trump rally for your information that you can have. There are very attractive single moms. That is true. And uh, I just they just come with another man's kid. Um, I remember doing the the research. I went online and did 900 profiles on 
match.com, my buddy's yeah. match.com. And to find out if they're deal break, you have to read through their profiles. This took me, it must have been at least 16 hours of straight work to go through all these profiles. And especially out in the suburb, not suburb, in the rural areas, <clears throat> if the girl was hot, almost a guarantee she was a single mom because she fucked. Right. Uh, they were overweight is still a roll of the dice. But, so here's a question. You bring yes. up the single mom issue, and I've been yes. I rip on the red pill from time mm -hmm. to time, right? Yes. Has Rich Cooper or anybody ever qualified their statement of avoiding single moms, period, to qualified. the difference between a single mom and a widow? Yeah, billions of times. That's, they have? That's the, yeah. That, they, you don't even have to do that because it's such an intellectual. Well, they don't. Dishonest. See, that's the no. thing. They don't do it. It's, no, well, they, they've, they've done it in the past, but <laughs> what needs to be said about that? Of course not. And here's here's the problem. You think it's their problem. No. The problem are on women trying to protect their egos for being single moms. Sure. Okay. What about widows? And it's like, it's such a basic bitch, dumb, lowbrow, low IQ, stupid argument. Because it's like, as Mullen who says, well, what about the tall Asian? Okay. Well, yeah, I know that Yang guy is a tall Asian and he plays on basketball. But the vast majority of Asian guys and gals are shorter than Danes or Nordics. Mm -hmm. Uh, or, or Norwegians, rather, I should say. <clears throat> it it's so. I know there's and, so, there's a point at which you shouldn't have to say, well, not all Muslims are terrorists. I mean, that was remember we we were always yeah, required I, I, to I, when we would when we would criticize terrorism, we'd have to say, well, you talking about all Muslims? And we're like, of course I, I, not. no. I, and, but and, in this idea, if there's always young people coming into the game, um, right. doesn't that need to be restated? It's kind of an obvious thing that comes to mind. It, and doesn't that cut off? I mean, it, it's one of the reasons why, quite honestly, I mean, you might, I mean, maybe I'm low IQ, but when I hear shit like that and it's, and it's Twitter and you got a certain fucking number of characters and you're that opinionated and strong about single moms and you go, Oh, I just saw this tunnels to towers commercial with this mom who's, whose uh, husband died in the war or died in a fucking right. burning building or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me that you can't, that she's off limits. So and, well, there is, and, there is this arrogance in the red pill community. They, they just say this shit. And, and like you say, well, that's basic bitch, bitch shit. Well, there's all kinds of basic bitches coming into the fucking movement all the time. Like I, you said. I understand. I understand. But at the same time, like it's kind of for the sake of a, maybe every once in a while saying it, yeah. Okay. And like, for example, <clears throat> I'll even go so far because it's true. There's some gals that totally got screwed over. Their husbands mm -hmm. uh, were dicks. They were lied to. I mean, this is not, oh, well, all, all of it's single moms. No, there's some deadbeat uh, uh, yeah. dead dads out there too. And I'm willing to say, yeah, yeah. I've known several gals who are single moms and they're actually wonderful women. Uh, they just married the wrong guy or got impregnated by the wrong guy. But it's like, okay, you still, and, and even then I'm like, okay, I feel bad. Like that guy was a complete dick. Why did you fuck him? Right. Like what the, <laughs> I mean, there's still this tangible, you know, bit of bad responsibility. Of yeah. yeah. And the only way you get out of that is if you are a widow where it's like, oh yeah, of course. But yeah. it should be so obvious. You know, I'm trying to think of something. <clears throat> At, but these yeah. binary rules, I don't like these binary rules where it's on or off. You know, I, right. don't, I don't like that. But we need and, a general we policy. Be, we need we a general be, policy. We shouldn't be programming ourselves like the left programs themselves, right? All white people are racist. 
And right. <laughs> we but, go, what the fuck? And then our side goes, don't marry a single, never go out with a single mom. And the other side's going, what the fuck? You know, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the results. <laughs> I, I, the single mom thing is, it's, it, let's even say it's not her fault. Let's not even say widow. It's another guy's kid. And that's kind of the thing where you're like, eh, you know, that, that just throws me off genetically. Like it really is a, it's like being fat almost. Um, and so it's, I know there are some great single moms. I know there are some widows out there. Um, <clears throat> I know some of your husband, but I can't, I can't lie. There's another guy's kid. Now that's, yeah, that kids is, are great. Some kids are great. Some I've, I've met a lot of kids that are great. I got nieces and nephews. I'm yeah. I, no doubt about it, but I'm not now to ask a guy to get involved with that. You're not asking a guy, the guy wants to. You know? The guy wants to. Then you, got people, he then you got people barking in his ear. Oh, you're not a real man if you do that. Oh, you're raising not a real someone. man. You're I, a cuck. You're a cuck if you raise someone else's kid. What? I, okay. All right. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? The, the hammering and kids beating, are the whole point. <laughs> I I know, but it, it would be your kids. Yeah. Your genetic fucking material. Yeah. Not not that I'm all Hugh, and nor am I not about uh, meritocracy or a good kid should be rewarded well or it has to be my genes and my lineage but it's just like oh you know like for another perfect example is like let's say the gal has a malformed arm it is not her fault by accident or genetic or whatever it's like okay i feel bad for her but i'm less attracted to her than if the arm was not malformed and it's no fault of her own but you cannot deny that that or having another guy's kid does not add to your sexual market value can we agree on that? Sure. Yep. Okay. All right. It might be a negative, but your sexual market values. I mean, it's all, it's, it's a scale, right? It's not this binary thinking. It's no. not, I mean, you could have a really hot legless woman. Great word. <laughs> I mean, she could be you super could. hot. She could. What about that surfer? I talked about her on the podcast. The, the surfer I, that lost well, an arm or I something. I don't want to have sex with a one-armed woman. I'm sorry. I, 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 no offense to those of you who are, but it's are a scale. Amputees. It's a scale. You, you take her over a fat chick. Hundred percent. Have you seen this chick? I she's, I got a she's in good shape. I DT. <laughs> I'd be thinking like she's missing a fucking arm. That's what I'd be thinking the entire time. I don't even know if I could get my soldier to salute on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so a fat chick more than a than than the than the armless surfer depends chick. on the fat chick. Like, look, we've all we've all rode the moped, <sighs> so to say. If you get me drunk and there's like, there's like, uh, especially when I was younger, and like, and you were horny, like, yeah, okay, what? Well, it's not gonna hurt. All right, fine. But oh, I wasn't my. like, but but <laughs> my yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, my back. How'd you get back problems at 27? I rode the wrong moped. It rode me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for an amputee, I'm kind of, no, I'd 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 just be like, uh, no, I, I can't, I can't do that. I can't. All right, let's get back to the super yeah, chats. I'm glad that two dollars super chat. Let's let, stop let talking half about an it. Hour. One man's way for ten US dollars. We need to come back to the man show. You remember that in the nineties, Adam? Well, and Drew? okay, that that is a great point, and you didn't put that comment up on the screen, so I can't see it. I, I can't. I'm in the archive. Oh, now. okay, you're in the archive. Okay, the man show. Who are the two people that were on the man show? Drew and and Corolla. Uh, no, it was Corolla and what's his name? The <gasps> 
Oh, I was the thinking fucking- Love Line. Uh, uh, the guy who married Sarah Silverman. No, it's the guy that's got the late night TV show. Yeah, Jimmy um, Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. So it's Kimmel and Corolla, right? Corolla, yes. What a great example of this is a fucking fantastic show back in the day. And those two diverged. One's oh, a total leftist douche, and mm-hmm. the other one is, you know, the Prager University guy, and and you know, still funny as hell. They're both funny, I guess. Yeah. But what a great example of uh, they started out in the same goddamn place, the man show. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the guy ziggy zaggy ziggy zaggy hoy 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 girls on trampolines trampolines and, and they did the uh they did the uh, man on the street where they wanted to get rid of women's suffrage and all these women the suffraging of women i, I and so people I thought people, people thought that they were talking about suffering of women instead of voting so, so voting suffrage yes <laughs> so they had all these great bits and and now one of them is a complete leftist douche has completely sold his soul Mm-hmm. to the left and you know what whatever whatever conspiracy you want to think about who runs the world he's in it mm-hmm. and the other guy is trying to fight against it and these two are on the same show yeah 20 years ago or yeah. whatever it was and what i get a kick with corolla corolla was always like the philandering go get the women be crass and now here he is ironically one of the more conservative yes voices of a generation <laughs> right next to Prager. I'm, I'm sure he still has his libertarian inklings but well, for sure, he, yeah. yeah. He, he's he's on regularly with one of the most conservative, milky toast, boring as they you made a movie possibly. with them. Did they? Yeah, they made a movie together, I think. Yep. Yep. What was it? I can't remember what it was called. I think it was quickly banned by YouTube or whatever, but <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I uh Oh, and then I, the other I, I, guy I, is crying about his son or whatever to for for Obamacare or some goddamn thing. I mean, it's just they're all insane, dude. They're, right. They're all here. Here's but that a book. was the same route. That was from you the guys, same route, though. You guys are all upset about Trump losing. Go get this little short thing. You'd be much happier. But you can just never tell, right? You can never nope. tell. Somebody could be saying one thing today, and then 20 years later, they're a completely different person. And you're like, who the fuck is that? I have a guy who knows another guy who was married for 35 years. And this woman also took a hard left turn. Huh. Uh, when the when the hate your whiteness book came out or what was oh the, it's called the, uh white fragility right for okay so like every other robot that suburbanite women have apparently been programmed to become uh <clears throat> she went out in a reading book group read it and like oh my god we gotta die and this guy is now like what the fuck happened to my wife like this is a completely different person mm-hmm. and it, it makes for an interesting anecdote but i'm kind of like Jesus Christ, is nothing sacred? Like, what What if your your partner, I mean, decided, well, I want to become Jewish? Nothing wrong with being Jewish, but it's like, well, wait, we kind of were on this path where we were Christians or not religious at all, or, you know, now you want to have kids, or you want to adopt kids. I mean, it's it's like this big, jarring change to that person and their, their philosophy that is going to have humor, huge ramifications for how your relationship is going to work out. And that just scared the fuck out of me where it's like after 35 years, some of these gals, and I'm sure some guys can still be duped by political uh, sure. brainwashing. You know, it's kind uh, of the same thing. It's work in a marriage. I mean, you constantly have to be because you're changing, too. You know, you're both yeah. changing. Yeah, but and, I don't, and you need to change together rather than I mean, yeah, one, if something like that happens, then that's a total deal breaker. But I bet you there are warning signs. Yeah, for a long time. It's not. I don't think it's ever that 
It's he read not, the book. It's not that. that. I mean, there were, I mean, there's reasons why I took the red pill, mm. you know, in my marriage. Mm. And that was a hell of a change for Mrs. DT to, yeah. to deal with. I remember your <laughs> old broadcasting buddy getting in trouble because he read my book and his wife found it or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can be. I mean, it's uh, taking the red pill within a marriage is very jarring, but um, yeah. But the we're same thing happens the other way too with with whatever they're watching on Oprah or wh- sure. whatever their fuck they're consuming. Wow. Hey, hey, hey! We're not talking about women. We can talk about talking about women. <clears throat> it's the not women hour. Uh, did you know, Mad Book ETA, Blessed Chad and Atham, stunning and brave, Arid. Uh, thanks, Digi Nomad, uh, for two Canadian dollars. The book, uh, I just got an email. Oh, let's take a look. I got an email from Better Bachelor right here. Did he finish it? Boom, ba- dude. All you know who I'm waiting on? I got like, I got like the all star team working on my book on this one, huh? I'm First, not a part of that. I couldn't handle it, so I'm not a part of that. Well, okay, I'm not even close. I'm not riding the bench. I'm not riding the pine. I'm not even in the fucking stadium. I don't think. Will you stop being some mopey emo I'm from 1990? I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. <laughs> so you got me writing the book. You know, I mean, already we're leading with Babe Ruth. Uh, put Rolo. He's going to do the cover. And then Better Bachelor, Joker over at Better Bachelor, had he's just emailed me the forward. And so all I got to do is wait for one chapter to be edited, make the changes, uh, and then I could I could put this thing up. How long uh, is this book? I think it's going to be about the length of Worthless, 160, 170 okay. pages. There you go. I just took all the manuscript and folded it over and kind of compared it to another book. I'm like, Pithy's good. Pithy's good. Yeah, it's not lengthy. Short and sweet. It's a lot of numbers, but the numbers kind of say, you know, pictures worth a thousand words. You throw up a chart. You don't have to mm-hmm. say too much more. Um, so, yeah. This is it, the return on investment of women. The The main title is called The Book of Numbers. And then the subtitle is Analyzing the ROI on the Return of Women. Okay. Because you had to take the exact same prepositional phrases that you would use in finance. Did you make it? Did you make an analogy to the actual book of numbers where it's basically just just the family tree? Who begat who? And yes, yes. No, I did not know. See, that's uh, obvious to me. <laughs> that's obvious. That's this guy fucked this person and had this kid. This guy fucked this person and had this kid. And here's the book of numbers. Here's the family tree. This is all the effort that it took for the current whatever Jews or Israel to exist. Right. It's not that. No, it's a yeah. it's a little more um actuarial and math based. Uh okay. the last time I did a research that was this numbers intensive, maybe the millennial book and going through all the demographic data, but there's no calculations or analysis. It was just like here's the data, uh, and blah, blah, blah. In terms of mathematical calculations and insight and comparing the numbers, I haven't written something like this since uh behind the housing crash. Hmm. So, so is God going to sue you for copyright infringement? No. No? I, I mean, you so. stole the fucking title. From I know. The Bible. Yeah. I mean, come on. I know. <laughs> it's just, I'm a bad, bad man. Uh, yeah, so it, it should come out. Uh, if I put my mind to it, it could come out in. Well, I can have it uploaded maybe by tomorrow. But there's usually a 72-hour approval process through Amazon. Uh that that you have to go through. Uh oh. Yeah. And uh no, and they're not Amazon's been pretty good. Um they'll they'll allow a lot of stuff to be published. You're still um, small fry enough. 
I don't think it's, I think, I think Amazon actually has a more open-minded or commitment to the freedom of speech. Cause here's the thing. If they ban a book, they're banning books. And that phrase is immediately associated with being a Nazi. So because of their Amazon and they sell books, it's kind of like, hmm. but, um, they I do that get, to movies though. They'll, they'll do extra review time for a controversial movie. Well, they, there was any, one that got banned about, uh, Hey, yeah, there was one that got banned about, uh, George Floyd. Okay. Already there's a movie out on George Floyd? Well, it was it's sort of behind the whole Black Lives Matter deal. Oh, all right. Well, in any case, and I'm uh, playing the George Floyd sounder right now, so. Yeah. They're looking more for like errors and mistakes to make sure you've uploaded the right book size and that the cover is not depixelated cuz you didn't know you had to blow it up and condense uh, it down to quality control. Uh, quality control. That's really what it is. Yeah. Making sure your spine aligns so I've never had someone come in and say, we've read through the book and this seems a little bit controversial. Um, so I'm, it's, I'm kind of thankful Amazon is one of the more open-minded ones, not just because that means my books get published, but it's like, God, thank God you're allowing for different ideas. You know, Not that you should have why we should kill all the Jews as a book. You know, I'm sure they'd, they'd have some limits, but uh, you know, when it comes oh, their to their movie stuff, limits, I mean, that, I mean, this is a black guy that made a movie about yeah. Black Lives Matter, and okay. I believe they banned it. So, I okay. mean, Amazon is not, they're not, uh, maybe they're different towards movies because the herd is much more likely to watch a movie than it is to read a book. Could and be. maybe that's why they're focusing there, but they definitely do censor, so. I'm I'm not worried about it uh, because you can't worry about it. If Amazon's no. going to ban or set, fine, go, let them go ban. And the coffee's good, you find something. the coffee's else. good, I'll find something else to do. Uh, yeah. But there's there's other online publishers like Steelhouse Publishing. I think that's Vox Days okay. publishing arm. And and I think we have developed enough of a network that, you know, if the main platforms go away, it doesn't matter. We still have enough people that will follow us. And we got uh, all of our other colleagues that will promote us. Right. Because um, like Who's the real. Thoughts? Oh, because <laughs> yeah, it's us. It's because of our character <laughs> and our thoughts and whatever. But like I saw Donovan Sharp, they took, I think, a class or two of his down off of Teachable. Um, I don't oh, even think took him down. See, yeah. 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 And then and then like the next day he's up on somewhere else. Yeah. I forget what it was. It was a Japanese site. And, uh, you know, up, up, oh, gosh, Patreon kicked me. OK, I guess we're on sub, uh, subscribe star. The, the free market is starting to work. You have alternatives. Yeah. And then people will go up to subscribe. So I said, this guy said something here in the United yeah. States. We didn't subscribe. So like, go fuck yourself. We rush and we don't care. We're taking their money. The conservative Treehouse, I think, just got deplatformed by WordPress. So it can happen so, to your website, too. You're at, you think you own like conservativetreehouse.com or whatever. And nope, you can't be here anymore. Yep. This is this is why I print these books. These are my best of blog posts. So if you ever want to read them, you have the best of blogs. If whatever reason Google decides to take it down. Uh, James five bucks. What's the best way to lease a car through your business? The car is only for work, food and traveling that involves work. What are your thoughts? Don't lease a fucking car. Do you need to, are you like a lawyer or a realtor and you got to play the dick game? Like, look at my shiny dick. Is that right? He might, you know, I mean, that's, you're, you're dealing with the herd here. And if he's got a business where he needs to look the part, he can't show up in Cappy's truck. Okay. In the ideal world, you wouldn't have a lease. A lease is just a bad deal. Go buy yourself a piece of used shit that has low miles, maybe even in a rollover accidents, but so the engine or whatever is good, but it's just got a little bit of dinging in it. 
and go go get transportation. If you got to play the dick game, my polished dick game, and you the maybe dude, you paint your dude dick. bro game, right? Oh, dude, bro. Look, I mean, in the, instead of like <clears throat> jacking up your truck, you could jack up your dick. You could put like a spoiler <laughs> on your dick. And you could get the custom paint job on Flame. your dick. Flames. You could put flames on your dick. You could put the little hemi thing on top of your dick. All right, do whatever you want to your dick. A hood ornament. A hood ornament, right. Tint <laughs> right the windows on, the on your dick. Right on the tip. <laughs> An eagle. <laughs> it's some sweet rims on your dick. I don't care what you do to your dick. If you got to p- play that game, uh, what was the question? Best way to lease a car through your business? Cars for work, food, and traveling that involves work. What are your thoughts? I. It's all, it, you can write all <laughs> it off. You can is write it, it just, off. Is it just if it, if it makes sense getting that 30 percent back in taxes versus and, and, yeah and, uh, yeah and it's it's his question is does he want to do record his expenses or do the mileage and if you're leasing a car well now you have to do uh the expenses like okay how much i bought groceries okay uh and then I, what percent of the lease is actually business related and just and, and you have you to get pay a, per mile for leases, right? Per if it gets mile, and then, per but, yeah. but then it's all a new car, and then there's your insurance and all that. Now you've just you've increased the complexity of this accounting problem threefold. Had you just bought a piece of shit car and kept mileage tracked, which the, the IRS will will charitably grant you around like sixty cents a, a mile. Yep. I I told you about the story how I, I made money on my uh, my piece of shit ninety seven Grand Prix in Wyoming. Oh, as far as what you paid and what you got back in business expenses. Yeah, did I ever tell you about that? How I made money on that? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I know somebody that worked for the government that essentially refused to fly. Okay. And and he had to travel all around the nation, and so he drove. And not only was he getting money per hour driving, but he was getting mileage mileage as well. So okay, it can be a very profitable scam. <laughs> I don't know if this was terribly profitable, and I made my money off the bank I was working at. But I got this piece of crap car. It was leaky coolant, leaking oil, and you know I'm just filling up oil <clears throat> out in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming. It's cold. It's windy. Um, and they would reimburse me. I think it was fifty five cents a mile, fifty three cents a mile back then. Right. And because the, the the when the IRS comes up with that number, they do that assuming the entire U.S. stock of cars, yep. all of which were way nicer and more expensive. So there's a depreciation calculation in there that goes beyond what the maintenance uh, and, and traveling expenses of the cars. So if you get a shitty car and then you get reimbursed by your your job to do mileage and, and travel to different uh, offices or divisions, you can actually make money on that car. And so I think I, pen, I spent $1,500 on it and I ended up making 3,500 after you subtracted out gas and all the other expenses. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, it, so I had good gas mileage too. That's a key. It had all right gas mileage. It, it's the, well, the main thing was it wasn't a new car, right? It was fully depreciated. And I think I ended up it was like 15 cents a mile operating uh, and then I got paid 53 cents a mile. And over time, that ended up making me about 2000 bucks. What would you say uh, to just fully answer this guy's question? If he does need to show up at a meeting in a nice car, just rent one for the freaking day or something? I would. Here, This is why I'd like to tell him. Show up in the shitty car anyway. And when people like look at your car and you're like, no, I don't have a car payment. Like I intend, I intend, yeah, I say, I, I, I I've seen, I don't think it's that much of a shameful thing 
but I, I, I just once I'd like to see someone throw this type of pitch. You walk into the mean like, Bob, what's with your car? You know, like, are you are you in between cars? Is that a run? Like, no, I want to retire. And you just say, I want to retire at 45. Yeah. I think you know, I'm not going to waste money on a car. This thing gets me to and from where I need to go. Like, own it. And then yeah, you get not, the reputation. Then you I'm, separate yourself from the herd. I'm not. I'm not into wasting my money, and I'm not into wasting your money. Right. I pass these savings on to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But most um, people won't ask, though. I don't think most people won't ask. They'll just judge. They will. I. I know. I know. So, but if he has to, go find a car that's got cheap rates, man, and drive it as little as you need to. Right, because that way you won't hit the mileage limit. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't get a lease car. I just leased is like I can't afford it. That's just that's what it says. But I'm gonna act like it. Right. Judd Grover, five bucks. What pisses off Cappy is the equivalent of what grinds Peter Griffin's gears. Degrees, finances, youth, girls. Uh, let's see what pisses off Cappy people. Uh, Cappy today. It was just that no one knew that I I, w- I was not leaving for a month and a half. I was I was just not going to podcast for a month and a half. And, well, and to be fair, the way you said it was you're off until 2021. All right. I I have misspoken for the sake of argument. <laughs> and I also finished the book early, so I'm here. And I'm coming up on being mended from being sick. See, I thought you liked me so much that you were breaking the rules. I did. I me. did want to come in. Yeah. I'm like, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't podcasted with TT. He's got that new simulcasting technology. I thought you liked me, you know, <laughs> uh, the competent man for five bucks. Cappy is not pissed off, but he's getting pissed off. Keep cra- cranking Cappy up DT and COVID on top of it. Shall we discuss the service you will want? I don't know what that means. What was the end of that? I, How much I don't was that know. Worth? That, that, was, that was worth five bucks. Well, he, he wants me to keep pissing you off. And all I have it to do to keep pissing you off is just talk over you and not let you talk. <laughs> and you get that pisses you off about me. <laughs> I, I don't like it when anyone talks over me. All right, I'm going to read. You just that. love to hear yourself talk. I mean, it is, it is big cold. time self-esteem cappy. It's called the Clary Podcast. For <laughs> no, this is ACD. <clears throat> I'll listen to uh, Turd Flinging Monkey, which I think I'm going to take a hiatus from because I love his economics, but, man, he's dark about stuff, and he does talk about girls a lot. But, man, sometimes he'll he, – and he'll have, like, total spurgs and tards come on his show because um, <clears throat> these are all, like, these perma-virgin types. And just like a standard guy with Asperger's or someone who claims to have Asperger's, He'll just talk over the show, the host, and you could just hear him getting increasingly pissed off because they don't say anything intelligent. They don't say anything intelligent. You could just, even though it's digital, you could just hear him grind his teeth. It's, uh... Well, there is an art form to talking at the same time. Have you ever seen the movie, uh, The Thing from Another World? That was no. just on MeTV Svengoolie on Saturday. Do you this think anyone Howard... except you has seen that? No, this, The Thing is a popular movie. Um, and then John Carpenter remade it. But one of the things this Howard Hawks was known for was that he'd have realistic dialogue and that people would talk over each other and they'd start a sentence and they'd stop and the other person would finish it. And and so that kind of thing. So it was it. That's a really neat movie to watch. It's an older movie, but it's kind of neat to see how he was unique that way. And so, yes, yeah. I talk over you from time to time. I'm just uh, I'm thinking you thing in your ass. <laughs> you're you are the least. uh I've never had anyone really bad on the show. I don't think. I don't think I've ever had anyone where I like had to mute them. Um, 
I've been on other people's shows where it's like, God, I wish I had the mute button for this guy. But uh, I think everyone, we're old enough. We're not like stepping on. So what's his toes. name getting better? You see the guy from uh, the mountains of Washington. Oh, TJ? Make, yeah, I used to make fun of him a lot. Oh, God, oh, just yeah. Going, and then this thing, and then this thing. And then, oh, it, makes me, it, it reminds me about this. And then he just, you could go forever. He's like Donald Trump. He could just keep going and keep going and keep going. He, yeah, he, uh, he's way better now. He's learned that, like, he doesn't have to care. The, the thing he was worried about, you know, dead air, which I'm fine right. with dead air. I don't care. Like, hey, I got to piss. Bye, guys. See you in a minute or two. Uh, whereas he would just talk, talk, talk. It's like you have five people in the audience or in the room here with you. We can carry our own weight and maybe contribute to this. And so he would just get through a topic so quickly. We'd be like, yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, that was weird. <laughs> he said everything that needed to be said. No and, questions. And, and this, if there are any questions, they're rhetorical. <laughs> and, and now five minutes into the show, we're done. Good night, everybody. <laughs> That's how we solve poverty. Uh, Zach Redpiller for five bucks. And woman choices are a reflection of her character. A single mother who isn't a widow is naive, irresponsible, myopic, myopic or impulsive. I would also argue she probably, she, there's chances she had bad luck. Let's never, you can't just outsource it to the woman. I mean, there's other people involved. There right. is a guy and I've known, I look, I've known dickhead guys. Where I'm like, good thing you left him. He was an asshole. Um, or it could have been a weak man. Could have been a weak just man. Totally, totally weak. Just I don't, again, I asked the question, why did you fuck him and right. have a kid with him? But that's that's for a different time. And the same thing can go for men. I mean, yeah, yeah. we want to, yeah, a, a woman's choices are reflection of her character. Same what? with men. It, the the uh, corollary, is that the right word? Would be, yep. don't, why'd you stick your dick in crazy? That right. would be the corollary. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you know she's crazy. Yeah, she's, the, the, they're great and bad or whatever. That's the cliche. That's the stereotype. But, you know, you claim to be this you know red pill guy. What the hell are you doing? Fucking crazy. Uh, the competent man, two bucks services in funeral service or arrangements. Are we dying sometime soon? Oh, it must have been a previous comment. He was oh. talking. You, you were confused by the services thing. Yeah. He must have been making a joke, maybe. Okay. Yeah, you guys can. You can so we have no idea if this is funny or not at this point. I really don't. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Saying the punchline, you know, 15 minutes go. later or whatever. <laughs> All right, I'm caught up. Um, let's do this. Let me go uh, gargle a little bit. We'll come back. We'll do uh I'll do a commercial sponsors. for me. You go gargle. I'll come. I'll, All right, I'll there pimp you myself talk, again. Because you haven't done that enough today. Well, there's By always the new listeners coming in. There is. We got you know, I'll stop now. doing it when I get the no, 200 new subscribers. Get, no, that's fine. Okay, you whore your shit out. I'm gonna go gargle. All right. If you wanna if you wanna move past the red pill, maybe just even tiptoe past the red pill. Head on over to blackbrigade.org and um or type into YouTube. I'm simulcasting right now. Type into YouTube Black Brigade. You'll find my channel. Click on the channel, you'll find this live stream, the ACDT podcast. And please do subscribe. You don't even need to. You don't even need to listen ever again. But I do a daily podcast called "The Will to Power Hour" Monday through Thursday, and every Friday I do a podcast called "Your Wake Up Call: The Freedom and Schadenfreude Fridays," where I do I do eventually get back to the news. But um, the Will to Power Hour is looking at philosophy and how it relates to today. Lots and lots of very smart people in the past that lived through very much more difficult times than we're living through right now. And it might be useful 
might be useful to see what they had to say about reality and see what they had to say about humanity. And so, you know, it, it might ring a bell. You might, you maybe have heard it before from somebody else, but this is, you know, Heraclitus 600 BC, Marcus Aurelius, I think was in the, in the common era, I believe. One of the last Stoics, I believe, was Marcus Aurelius. And there's all kinds of guys. There's all kinds of guys to look at. Um, I'll even look at a gal if there are any, but women didn't seem to be philosophizing too much back in the past. So those are the two podcasts. And if you, if I get 200 new subscribers, I will give the herd what it wants and talk about girls specifically as to how Nietzsche thought about them. So please do subscribe. You never have to listen to me again if you don't want to. By the way, you do have a good show. I mean, guys, he, he does have a good show. And if you're looking for a break from girls and politics, go there now. I mean, it, it's worth, especially if you're not, see, one thing, I, I only had economics, which had a huge financial focus, obviously. But you abandon the philosophical stuff like, you know, Socrates, your basic stuff. Forget Forget New Age frauds like Noam Chomsky and whatnot. You know, just and it was you and you know who else introduced me to uh, philosophy? Who? Uh, Davis Arini. Uh, he was actually that, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> that makes total sense. Yeah, makes total sense. <laughs> and he did. He had some good. He had maybe they're still up, but he had some good videos introducing people to kind of a one hundred and one modern day interpretation of some just some basic uh, philosophical principles and, and pillars of philosophy. Roosh did some of that too. I remember him talking about stoicism and epicetus and mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. And I, and I think everyone's so busy just trying to get by and get out of college. You, it's not until you're older and you start, what's the point of life? If I, you know, do you, are you forced to start looking at philosophy? Now these wanna... aren't, these philosophical podcasts are not me sitting in front of a fire with a book with and a, a smoking jacket on and a pipe or whatever. And, and getting all pretentious about philosophy and having some piano music maybe in the background while we talk about these great thinkers of the past. No, a lot of these great thinkers of the past, I think, wanted to just be read by ordinary people. And so why not read it, it, it that way, you know, mm. not take it too seriously, but take it, you know, at least somewhat seriously. We're talking about reality here, talking about humans, if humans are worth a shit. I mean, the entire history of philosophy can basically be boiled down to why does this reality suck so bad and why do humans suck? That's essentially what people are trying to explain. And they've been trying to explain it forever and we've never really come up with a good answer. <laughs> and that's why people keep on, keep on philosophizing. And you'd think that we would have discovered the truth by now if, if it was discoverable and that's where the abyss comes in. That's where nihilism comes in is that sometimes there are things that you just can't answer. Right. Uh, anyway, so go check out his site blackbrigade.org or the YouTube video or channel. Uh, just search Black Brigade and you'll find them. Um, let's get through some sponsors here because I've been neglecting them. And by the way, if you are sponsors to the show, we'll, we'll, I'm going to go well into January to give you guys promotions and things uh, just because I haven't been able to put the time into it. First one, The Fragments of Game, written by Rick Arilano. Uh, I'll put this in the uh, you didn't chat. You didn't do an Italian uh, accent on that. I'm, I'm not, I don't know how to do it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I put his link in there, uh, but the book, I got too many windows open. <clears throat> Fragments of the game. Basically, what he did is he's looked at game over the past 20 years and figured out what was, I don't want to necessarily say pop or a fad versus what was fundamental and still applies to this day. So it's kind of part history book, kind of 
you know, reflective of what worked 20 years ago versus what didn't, what has changed. Um, hey, here's an idea, Cap. On the simulcast, you want me to type in these websites so that the who's, who's ever over on my site can see what you're looking at? We could yeah, try it. I, I, I don't want to send you. I, no, 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 no. Just say, what did you say? You said fragments of the game. Fragments of the game. Yes. If you could just type it in and put it in your channel, please do. Yeah. Yes. I don't, don't want to send you links or anything like no. that. Okay. So uh, <clears throat> take a look. Paperback, Kindle, audiobook. Got that up there. The Path to Happiness, The Road to Freedom, written by Michael Seacrest, right here. Narrated by uh, one of the guys I use as a narrator, Kevin Sapp. Um, it's basically a book on microeconomic philosophy that takes you from the individual decisions you make and how you derive value and thus freedom and happiness out of life all the way to a new uh, <clears throat> economic uh, system he's written in this book. What's this one called? The Path to Happiness, The Road to Freedom. And so if you know nothing of economics or microeconomics in particular, I would recommend you get this book. If you're taking Microeconomics 101, get this book because it'll give you a counter to what is no doubt going to be a Marxist uh, biased uh, study you have over in uh, academia. That one is the top result in Google. The other one, you had to go down a little bit. Had to go down a little bit. Okay, cool. So you can find that. On Amazon as well, Path to Happiness, Road to Freedom. Pirate Book Takedown. If you have written books or you have any other content out there and other people are pirating it, go to piratebooktakedown.com. Hire Doug, and he'll go, and at minimum, he'll get you a list. And if you want, you can go ahead and send the DMCA notices to get your stuff taken down. Or for a lot more money, he'll do that for you because it's a tedious job. Anyway, I used him. He set up this company. And uh, I was very impressed with the work, so now I'm uh, I'm promoting him as well because I used it. It worked. Like we got we got. What's amazing is how many fake, um, fake uh, non-existent versions of my book are up. They'll claim they have the book, and then when you mm-hmm. go to their site, you just install like spyware. Mm-hmm. Um, it's or it's a way to get your username and password. Right. So it's kind of funny to think that everyone who's trying to go get free stuff, when they log in, they've probably just given away a username and password they've used for other stuff to these sites, and the book is never there. Uh, so that was kind of neat. Uh, BusinessBuyerAdvantage.com with David Barnett. Go to BusinessBuyerAdvantage.com before you go and buy a business. Uh, Better Bachelor on YouTube. Go to uh, Joker's channel on YouTube, Better Bachelor. Uh, also, check out Red Pill Men's Health at redpillmenshealth.com. Uh, 13 Rules Not to Be a Cuck by TFM, Turd Flinging Monkey. You can find him also on BitChute. Uh, Cubano's in Wisconsin, written by my good friend uh, Silvio Canto. Doc Perodin, School of Errors. <clears throat> you can find that on uh, the internet. All these, obviously, paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. Pushingrubberdownhill.com. Go to pushingrubberdownhill.com and visit my friend Adam Piggott where he has his, he no longer has his podcast. He took that all down from SoundCloud because he was sick of Black Lives Matter shit. Mm. Um, but he does have his book still up, Pushing Rubber Downhill, uh, and his other book, uh, Run Guts, Pull Cones, which you can find on Amazon. Those are all good. The League of Extraordinary Podcasters, including Masculine Geek, The Goddamn Bacon at thegoddamnbacon.com, Jack Napier of Red Evening, Rob at robsays.net. <clears throat> Here you are, DT, the Black Brigade, right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me. Piero San Giorgio. Uh, I just had an interview yesterday with Piero San Giorgio. He's a cool Swiss guy. 
Pierre San Giorgio. No, I don't know if you can do that's is it is Greek? That French? No. San San is Spanish. Italian. Right? Yeah, maybe. Italian, Spanish. No. Um, I gotta plug him more. That's another podcast I might be listening to 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 leave the politics and the the black pill uh behind. Hey, black uh, pill does not mean women. Does not I, mean I know, women. I know. I just want happy shit. I mean, really, I I might even go watch HGTV because love it or list it. You ever watch that show? I, I mean, all those shows are addicting. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not addicted to them, but I do kind of I mean, like they this. pull you in. You're like, ooh, which house are they going to pick? Uh, well, <laughs> that, the only reason I like this love it or list it. Have you seen it? Yes or no? Yeah, that's the one with the, the MILF that fixes it up and the guy, the balding guy that goes trying yeah. to find a new house. Yeah. Right. So the, the gal is a realtor. She tries to. No, she's the re, she's the refurbisher. Yeah, she's she the will, one that oh, I got this budget of this amount. I'll right. fix up your house. Right, and and they'll go ahead and fix it up. But then the the listed guy, he's the realtor, and say nah nah nah, list it, and I'll go find you another right. one. So they compete. Yeah. And what I love about it is the smack talking between the two. Right. I think they they pair very well with each other, and they're always like, you know, you're crazy, get the f. And you know who beats the shit out of the other one? Like I looked it up. Do you know who just is trouncing this person by like a five to one victory ratio? Oh, on which one is winning more? Yeah. Well, I think well, she's winning, right? She is kicking his ass. Because there's I, well, there's the yeah. emotional that this is your house and you got right. your memories here and she's improving it. Yeah. Right. Well, I just I just think it's still cool that I'm not saying it's necessarily her skill or the lack of his. I think it is, like you said, an emotional attachment to the house. But man, he keeps getting screwed. Like yeah. he finds these really nice houses. Oh, he finds what they want. Yeah. Yeah. And then they don't want it. Right. They, I remember this banister. I can't leave that banister. Right. Uh, I even had that with the GF when we moved out of my old house. Well, wait a minute. What are we going to I'm like, ah, oh, hold on. This is my fucking house. And when I say we moved, there was a a gal that wanted the, the city council was turning uh lefty. Uh-huh. And this, this little 23 year old bint uh, was going to run on a platform of, uh, affordable housing <clears throat> and it's like one you're 23 get the f out of here right what two the hell do you know? no fuck you you socialist little brat that's all you know and everyone put up the signs because they like she knew people's dads in town oh of course <laughs> so <Right. she's> <laughs> and i was like okay it's time to get out of here and um but I don't know. I got it. Like, uh, number one, I'm sick of living in a basement. Number two, I'm sick of tired of this small ass <laughs> fucking house. Number three, all my fucking money is tied up here. We are moving. Oh, and by the way, my name's on the fucking deed. Shut the fuck up. She's going to miss pulling the string for the light in the bathroom, right? Dude, She's got an emotional and- attachment to pulling the string for the light in the bathroom. I won't lie. I did a walkthrough like, ah, this house served me for 13 years. Oh, you yeah, know, there's, there's, it's always sad. It's like when you, when you give away a car or whatever, you, you, yeah, you're emotionally I, attached to your car too. I haven't gotten choked up, but I had a pair of hiking shoes that man, I saw some, some miles with that. I'm like, ah, oh, it's time for them to go. They were so good. <clears throat> and then you just, you know what? They're just, they're just shoes, they're just things, but we just a house. That's what's interesting about humans is we do attach. I don't know personality to these things I, or you I know, know there's an emotional know. attachment can't help it no. and the coffee's good there's nothing you can do about it 
Anyway, uh, academiccomposition.com. Go to academiccomposition.com where Alex and his crack team of writing staff will write all your papers for you in college. He will also, uh, he's always looking for writers as well. You're looking for a job to do from home. And I recommend you contact Alex at academiccomposition.com. Tell him that Cappy sent you. And that's good. Here we go. Um, the Science of Mastering Women, written by uh, Linda Gross. You can find that on Amazon. She also has a podcast. Just look up Linda Gross podcast. You'll find it. And she's one of the few gals out there batting for guys. And she a uh, PhD in psychology, so she has a little bit of interesting insights being a PhD, but then also being a therapist and doing the numbers and the data on this. Uh, and then if you would like to help out the show, you could go to olderbrother.com slash donate. That's my other site. Yes, I do have another YouTube channel. A lot of people don't know about that. Uh, it's Older Brother. Go to YouTube and search Older Brother, and that's where I do the Older Brother podcast. <clears throat> and that's just basically another free podcast you got. So the, the site that kind of headquarters that is olderbrother.com, which I meant to run in parallel with assholeconsulting.com. If you go to olderbrother.com slash donate, there are three ways you can help out if you want to help out the show. One is the subscribe star link where you can become a subscribe star member and get access to all the content I put behind the incredibly expensive paywall of $2 a month. <clears throat> so you get the road trip podcast, some things I've written. Had you been a subscribe star member, you would have gotten this book for free. Sanity is the future of wealth, but no one did it. So now you got to pay for that. Our site's um, not secure, Cap. What not HTTPS. Not? What the fuck does that mean? You what, need it to what, be secure, I, man. Do I need to really? Do yes. I? Yes, you do. Yes. You need HTT, HTTPS. What does it mean? It's not I guarantee secure. people will be sharing information with you more if they know that whatever links they're clicking and whatever information they're putting in there can't be uh, intercepted. It just means it's, it just means it's, um, I believe it just means it's encrypted, whatever data you put across oh god i've had two people i don't go to sites that don't i'm like well then don't go to a fucking site i could tell but you I mean, that in it should be easy and... depending on who you're with it should be easy to add https to all it all right all right anyway uh so you go to brother.com slash donate there's the subscribe star link you get stuff there including stuff i've written i just uploaded the first chapter to the book of numbers there and it's, I would say it's some of my finest writing is that first chapter. The remaining nine chapters suck, by the way. So maybe don't get, no, I'm kidding. Um, <clears throat> but that first chapter came out really good. And uh, so you guys, for those of you who already subscribed, go there. There's new material, new content. But I uh, would now say that, that your first chapters usually are pretty good. They have they're usually the, They're usually the best part of the book. Yeah. Like uh, Enjoy the Decline, your first chapter was great. Well, you got to hook people in. Yeah, and then you get hooked and you, and well, I... Then, then I rape you with the remaining <laughs> then, shitty chapters. Just, then I'm just kind of like, okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> you and Matt Forney, man, you guys hate my books. You're all like, <laughs> C minus. I'm telling you, if you if you hired an editor, shit, content editor, this is just that you probably don't need to. It might not. It might not make you any extra money. I just but want, I just want this book to make millions. It's not going to. You don't think so? No, no. I I don't know if it. It's I, really I mean, hard I, to sell it. I mean, you would you would definitely need a content editor. I think your ideas are great, mm. but it just 
they're not executed as good as they could be executed. No. And I think I'd, a content editor would really help you with that. Maybe, maybe I could do that. Like, you know, the, the, the edit director's cut or whatever editor's cut or have an editor go through. It would be interesting editor. to hire somebody to go back. And, well, something that you want to really stand the test of time yeah. and hire a content editor to put out a, a, a version two. Okay. And just to see, just, I mean, it would be, yeah, a, an, interesting be an interesting experiment. experiment. Yeah. yeah. But I, I'm, I'm very hopeful for this one only because <clears throat> one, it's new material Two, it's, especially germane to economics because the, the dirty little truth is men still produce the overwhelming majority of real economic production oh, and sure. still yeah. develop the overwhelming, almost total yep. amount of innovations and technological advancements. And the one thing that gets us up in the morning to do that shit is women. And now yep. that women have been tainted as a pool or the well's been poisoned, so <laughs> it's uh, there are huge economic consequences. So not only is it in men's number one interest, how to get the girls, uh, the numbers, it's civilization's interest, really. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. So it's got all the skull makings on the on the drawing board. It looks like it's got everything people wanted, but we'll find out. There's been a couple books I thought would do better, and they didn't. And there's there's books where I was like, like this one. This one was like insanely popular very quickly. It made the number one uh, slot of. Uh, I bet you it's because it's short. Yeah, there's an argument for that. Um, but I thought this was just uh, one of my longer blog posts. I'll just turn it into an essay and sell it for cheap. And a lot of people bought it. So I'm kind of happy about that. The <clears throat> only thing that would be difficult for you if you hired a content editor is you'd really have to just zero ego, zero. I mean, you oh, yeah. have to just go ahead and tear it apart, you know, rearrange it, you know. I, I, I have me write something where I focus on a different analogy or whatever and different organization. And it would, is I'll, difficult. It is very difficult to, to get feedback like that. Not, not difficult for me. I'd say like, here, turn the edit it. Right. And then you give it back. I probably wouldn't even look at it. What would just, you, but would you um, respond? Like if the uh, con content editors sometimes say, I want you to, to expound more on this. Oh, and, and so I'd you have actually to have to do up. a little bit of writing. Yeah. Okay. I'd be up for, yeah, to, to good, put forth a full good faith effort to see. I would be very curious. Like, okay, yeah, I can expand on that. Yeah. Um, but I would take everything that person said. Look, I just want to see the effect of editing. I'm not unpublishing my original no. director's cut. It would be a version two or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, the yeah. edited version, you know, for people who are anal. And that's yeah. what I would put. It, that would be like the whole new series, you know, like uh, the anal. Oh, I, I was doing this whole play on words for analysis. Yeah. So you'd be the analyzed version. No, the analyzed be, version. It would be for uh, like, you know, this for dummies or that for dummies. Uh huh. It would be this for anal people, you know, edited by real no, life. You can't editor. You can't yeah, I can. Hi, man, I'm, I'm a guy who um, a called asshole consulting. Yeah, I know. But that's automatically you can't you can't poison the well. You have to have people read it and see if it's actually better. All right, all right. I'd have you know? to go out and do that because that all poisons right. the well. That's like saying the I know pussy I just, version, the pussy version of Conan the Barbarian or something like. Yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Like what I wanted to do is in the dedication page on this book is dedicated to all my English teachers uh, who I was going to call a bunch of worthless, unaccomplished fucks. I wasn't going to use the word fucks. I was going to use the C word. I looked you all up and not a single one of you have published a page of anything in literature. You're sure. all hacks and everybody hates all English teeth. You know, I was just like, and it, <clears throat> please fuck off and die. Oh, wait, half of you are already dead. <laughs> I like, I really want to put that in my book 
on the dedication page, that might deter a couple people. Just saying. <laughs> it might. It might. Just, just saying. But I just want to point out to all my English teachers, I'm better than you. And what's great is with half of them being they dead. They teach not, you, though. They taught you. They didn't teach Something me shit. Something must have stuck. Something you, you can't say. You know what's stuck? What? Is speaking the language <laughs> for 30 years before I wrote my That's first book. That's different than writing. That's different. Than yeah. Writing. But then you know what also stuck is writing. In banking, all these economic and analytical reports and, and these papers I had to write for non-English classes. <clears throat> That's what did it. Think about reading, though. Thinking of, uh, When you really think about what words do, it's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really amazing what words do. That's why ancient philosophers really obsessed about words and what they the actually person. are, because they communicate so much and they come so naturally after you learn the language. And, and But we're just making noises. That's all we're doing. Yeah. And words on a page are just shapes. Right. And yet they conjure feelings, emotions, thoughts. Just, just for everybody, ev for everybody listening right now, his economic, or I'm sorry, his philosophy is a little bit more <laughs> deep than this. Cause right now, dude, man, they're just like shapes on the page. I haven't man. talked about that, but then, then they well, convey feelings and emotions, dude. Ancient philosophers did obsess about that stuff, and I find it tedious, but there is something there to it, you know? Like, DT, man, all I hear are these noises and sounds, but it registers in my mind, man. <laughs> like, I know what you're saying. <laughs> DT's dude bro philosophy hour. Dude, man. Yeah. It's just your opinion, man. <laughs> Oh shit! Where were we? <laughs> some kind of some important. Oh yeah, so still on. That's on why oh, I got it. I have to make my mind explosion <laughs> sounder though. Yeah, I've got that it in the intro. To philosophy really laid down. <laughs> I've, got, I've got it in the stuff. intro. There's a really <laughs> funny bit where this guy's doing this mind explosion stuff, and it's really funny. <laughs> I I just know with that insight you provided at Share DT, I'm going out into the world with a whole new set of eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Here Mac, we're chased. <laughs> I'll do that. Uh, yeah, you make a good joke. I do at the awesome sounder. <laughs> oh God! You can I'm make gonna, fun of me all you want. I'm I'm totally yeah. I'm totally I'm gonna, down I'm with gonna that. Could I have the Atham pick a phone? Should I should I do a hashtag word shapes for the podcast? No, no. I think you need a shirt. Words before <laughs> shapes, man. Deep. So deep. <laughs> uh, well, think about those African tribes that communicate with clicks. Clicks, yeah. Clicks, it works. Clicks, yeah, man. Clicks. It's deep. Clicks, man. <laughs> like, holy cow, dude. He knew to throw the spear that way, man. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, yeah. So how to whore myself out more so you guys can give me money so I don't ever have to go get a real job again. So that subscribe star, you get stuff free, including Mary Jo's pinup. So for two bucks a week, uh, a month, you get that. Then there is, <clears throat> what the heck is else up? Oh, there's PayPal link. That doesn't get you anything. That's just if you want to give me money. I don't have the website up anymore. So. Okay, that's fine. And then the last one is the Amazon affiliate link. Um, so you go to olderbrother.com slash donate. You click on the Amazon link. You don't go straight to Amazon. You got to go to olderbrother.com slash donate first. 
And then you click on Amazon. And if you do all your shopping there, it doesn't cost you anything more. I just get a 4 to 5% commission or cut. It is the easiest and no-cost way to help out the captain. <clears throat> because uh, what's his name? How much did you get from me that one Christmas where I actually focused on that? I don't know, but I it, it, it can make some money now. They lowered the a couple hundred bucks, I think. Yeah, no, I I'm it's a surprising amount. I make I I get a ten ninety nine from them. I make over six hundred bucks a, a year on that, obviously. Um, so it does add up. Yeah, and and the only reason I like recommend you do that because you get something out of it. It really doesn't cost you anything more. It's really just changing a behavior. So if you do that, I really much appreciate I did the math once and like average number amount of stuff people buy and how many, I mean, I could have made like 200 grand a year if like everybody did all their right. shopping on my site, right. but it's, it's more of an issue of like, well, you forget. Well, it's, and it has to be on your computer still, right? Yes. You're not computer, on your device, not on your fucking device. It has um, to be. And that's, that's probably part of the problem. too. That's another thing too. Like, and so I will go out of my way. If I go online shopping, I would do it on my computer. I will go to somebody's website and go through their Amazon affiliate link to help them out. And um, don't do the math on my couple hundred bucks. I was exaggerating, I think. Well, I, I don't know. I had one. <laughs> that's 5% of whatever I'm spending. That's One couple <laughs> bought their lumber for their house. Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I got like a $1,000 commission on that. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I, I was just like, a wow. house. Yeah. So I was like. Thank you very much. Holy shit. So yeah, if you guys, you know, it, it can add up real quickly. And uh, it does, it works for um, the small businesses on Amazon too, right? It's whatever you buy on Amazon. Yeah. Whatever you so buy it's on just Amazon. through Amazon. So you can still support like a local business and you still get a commission. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If they've so, got a store at Amazon. Yeah. No. Um, then there's other stuff that you can help out with. Uh, Sanity is the future of wealth. This is uh, an essay, <clears throat> my best essay I've ever written. I know DT didn't like it that much, but uh, I got that. Uh, the Pen's Principle, written by Randy Bentwick, uh, just basically how not to get falsely accused of grape and have your entire life ruined. Of I grape? Have, of grape. Yeah, you said grape, I think. I know. It's, it's a joke. It's like okay. Bob's and Vagine because people who want to get keep their uh, videos monetized, you can't say Bob's or boobs and vagina. You really? have to say Bob's and Vagine. Well, so you did you just it. ruin it there? No, I ruined it long ago. I didn't okay. intend on this to be monetized. But So you have to have grape. You can't have sex. You have to have bedroom fun. Some you'd enjoy, even though it is about the girls. Listen to Better Bachelor's channel. Uh, if not for not the content, but to see how ridiculous, by no choice of his own, you have to be with words uh, right. if you want to keep something really clean. It is like being in school and talking to a bunch of Christian school moms. Um, well, that's just ridiculous. I mean, that, that's why you it, shouldn't it, even bother trying to make money. Just fuck it. It, it is what it is. Right. It is what it is. Anyway, no, I'm not trying to monetize this one. Uh, Curse of the High IQ makes a good Christmas book. This would be a good Christmas book um, for all of you who want to go get Christmas presents. The only problem I had with that book, you want to know what it was? <sighs> not really, no. The insomnia <laughs> stuff. That wasn't. You said high IQ people can't sleep, and I'm like, that's, that's just you talking them. about yourself. No, that I have no trouble sleeping at all. <laughs> oh, I know a tall Asian. <laughs> Words deep, man, with shapes. Yes. What what, I, what research did you do? To I'd come have up to go in that? the book and find out. There I, was no research. I, anyway, then there's reconnaissance, <laughs> man. What did you like about this one, DT? I didn't read that one. Right, it's got a cool good. cover. Thank God. Thank you. People didn't like this cover. I thought it was one of the cooler covers I had. It's a cool picture. You, I mean, 
you could have dressed up the cover a little bit, but it's cool. Cool picture. Not almighty. It, no, no, it's Rich you. Cooper, so. I know. Rich Cooper's like, oh, where do you go to get your covers done? I say, sometimes I do them myself. Other times I pay for it. It's like, yeah, some of them kind of do like homemade special projects. Fuck out of here. Well, he's being honest. Fucking bald Canadian. I know, but this, all right. How about this cover? Do you like this cover? No, it's too much white space. Isn't yeah. it clever how I made it look like a degree, though? You could have you could have done it landscape, and it would actually look like a um, diploma. Fill, no, filling up the hall. So it'd be sideways. That would make it jarring to the Have eye. you seen what <clears throat> kids are into now? They're into the uh, Japanimation stuff where oh, you read the book backwards. backwards? Okay. Yeah. Is that what the kids are into? Because I sell to the kids, right? You yeah. know, they're all, they all bought well, this one, worth, right? Plus, yeah, that's, that's for kids, for kids entering school, right? Yep. All right. This also would make a good Christmas book for your kids coming back from school who never left because everything was online. They're finding out school is bullshit and it sucks. Uh, and they majored in dumb crap. So now you could get this to them. See, I told you so, but they're not going to listen because young kids are dumb. Uh, enjoy the decline. Those of you who didn't like the Biden election, maybe go get this one. Now that's a really good cover. Yeah, because RJ Jones drew, uh, yeah. drew it. Yeah. Uh, how not to become a millennial. All right. How do you rate that cover? Is it clever at least? It's clever. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's clever. All right. Uh, this is deep, thick, and uh, I would say some of my best political writing, if not my best political writing. This would be one you sit and consume because it's not just, ha ha, look at the dumb millennials. It's, holy shit, we destroyed an entire generation and they're still not dead yet. That's probably like the worst part about being a millennial is you got another 35 years to go of this shit. And it mm -hmm. talks about how like, well, how do we not do that again? How the millennials could get themselves out of it. This bachelor pad economic, also great Christmas book for any young man. Now that has the wraparound cover, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah it goes around. Back. Yep. Well, we got, uh, it's the whole part. Yep. Dr. Smith and Dr. Uh, Dr. Helen and, uh, why can't I remember his name? Helen Smith is married to. He kind of looks like the guy. He kind of looks like the guy from the office there. Um, yeah, I can't. Why can't I remember his name? Glenn Reynolds. <clears throat> Sorry, Dr. Glenn. He kind of uh, looked like Doug Schrute. Well, or, RJ didn't do the. Or it wasn't RJ who drew that. That was uh, so the uh, guy that does your Clary podcast. Yes. Yes. That's right. All right. Black man's got out of poverty, obviously, to help out our fellow black men out there. This one isn't mine, but I'll recommend it anyway. The Fook Files by Ryan Stone. That's interesting. Econo or not economic philosophy. Chasing Girls philosophy. And then what else? There's Captain's Quarterly. That's another backup blog. This is more like a, I intended this to be a uh, a Playboy kind of sure. quarterly issue. Yeah. And the problem was finding pretty girls to show up regularly and do what they're going to say. If you have a choice between you had hiring, lots of ideas, lots of ideas lots in that of brain ideas. of yours. Yeah. So the, as long as those ideas keep coming up, I won't have to have a real job. Just make sure you're taking your iodine. <laughs> and then finally, if you have questions and you need an old now peppered beard man with wisdom and an old truck to answer your questions, go to assholeconsulting.com. And for money, I will do that i think there we i'm go. growing out my mostly white beard for christmas oh yeah you're gonna yep. go for a santa claus look even though you're not fat a little enough? bit a little bit snake plissken santa which which i love christmas chronicles one mm -hmm. snake plissken santa claus kurt russell christmas chronicles two is awful is he in it's it terrible yeah it was a sequel and it's it's awful 
Okay. There's that my my oldest made a great joke. It was her first great joke. We're watching this whole movie. The kids get back to where they're supposed to be after being on an adventure with Santa. They see they see this uh, the kid that was was on the adventure with Santa and the Christmas Chronicles one. And the kid goes, hey, was it as good as last time? And my and my oldest goes, no, no, no hesitation. No, like this is not as good as last time at all. <laughs> Which one was it, Bert or Ernie? Bert. Bert okay. The oldest, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and she's not, she's, she's more, you know, um, yeah, she's, she's not, she's, she's not boisterous. And the fact that she, without hesitation, right. A, a double meaning joke, you know, that right. that she was saying this movie sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. I, I, I could see her. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, do a couple more super chats here. <clears throat> Competent man, two bucks. Will there be an Xmas broadcast like last year? Yes. I will do a very cappy Christmas. A lot of people have been asking for that and I'll do it. I'll there you go. That together. Commit. Kind of, right. There. People. Yep. Have people come in and out. It may be on the 24th depending on which parents I got to drive to for Christmas. Uh, Cause that's always fun. Uh, Judd Grover. It'll be a Krampus oh. broadcast, not Christmas, but no, I don't Krampus. No, no. Not everybody watches Sven Gulli or live in that weird deluded mental world of John Carpenter Krampus. films. Krampus is great. Uh-huh. Doesn't he kill or eat the kids? It's a, it's an old myth or whatever about kind of the opposite of Santa. Mm-hmm. Judd Grover, two bucks. Speaking of Mary Jo, she should do more videos. She's been busy. She's been real busy. Um, I, I'd love to always have her kind of make an appearance here or there. Uh, but she's settling down with a, a guy pretty serious now. So she just, and between that and her work, she doesn't doesn't have that much time. So she's always welcome. I, I, I just, I've been busy too. I've been doing any socializing. One man's way, five bucks. I'm pumped about this book from Cappy. You think you will get MGTOW shame? No. Um, this will this is why I'm also hopeful for it. This is going to uh, verify what they've been saying the entire time. Uh, that it basically is, it's shit. It is shit. But I don't isn't think that anyone... what he's asking? He's asking that, that I think he's saying that the MGTOWs are going to say, see, 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 why have you been ripping on us? See, oh, see, they, see. Okay, I see what you're saying. <clears throat> yeah, they may come out and say, see, we told you so. Yeah. And the numbers bear out everything. I, I hate to say that, but the, the book, when you look at the books, yeah, they're right. They're mathematically right. You know, and then I talk well, about when has it ever been different? You used to have to include a dowry with your, with your daughter to get her married. You used to have I, to give the guy stuff. Right. But we didn't keep track of statistics or demographics no, I know. back then. Right? I know. This is, this is basically plop. Here's a ton of numbers proving what we've already known to be true. And it's worse than you think. Right. That's what it is. So I think the MGTOWs, they will get their vindication in this and they will absolutely say this is this is what it is. Um, so I yeah, in that sense, yes, there, we may get some I told you so ism. But then in the book, I also I've, I break it down <clears throat> into the different variables that re, uh, uh, result in the percent statistics of success that the average man faces. And if you're willing to change a couple things, like go to the gym, which is not a secret. Okay. I don't know how many times I've been telling guys to do that. But you can increase your chances by magnitudes, orders of magnitude, to also in the point that it it actually is now feasible, at least according to this model. 
Uh, now, I didn't talk about chemistry or anything like that. This was all like deal breaker based approach and logic, um, pulling from women and all that. But, but based on what the real world is telling me about these numbers, and then we do the number crunching, I set up the model. If I would change a couple variables, and I do that in the last chapter, I'm like, you change these three variables, you will drastically increase your chances. Uh, if for any reason, because of women's warped and exponentially viewed, not everything's a bell distribution curve. Women are very right. warped and skewed in some right. of their taste and preferences. So you, it's not like, oh, I'm a five. No, you got to be a nine. You have to be a nine, which a lot of guys can't be. Um, but yeah, this will, this, I know, I know. You, you don't make any like, like philosophical points about what is it worth to have your kids at your bedside when you're dying? No, I mean, what because, is the monetary value of that? No, because that now you're introducing kids. This has nothing to do with kids. Nothing with kids. Okay. Nothing with kids because that would complicate it. Like in the IQ book, people are like, oh, do you talk about race? I'm like, no, that that introduces a whole other topic that I, beyond the scope of the book. And I just wanted to look at the pursuit of women, whether you have kids or not. After that, that is that's not calculated in there. Okay, because uh, that obviously is the the Trump card slash wild card slash whatever. I mean, how do you put a value on if you're pursuing women to have a family? Right. I don't know that you can put a value on the benefit of, of having children. I don't know. If, I don't well, know. You, I don't, you could at least say this is what it takes. And so if you think kids are worth this much money, then go ahead and do it type of thing. Right. You can't put a monetary price because kids love is not transacted right, in money. Right, There's no right, unit exactly. of currency by which to measure. And so, yeah, you get into some philosophical concepts, but I would say the value of your children at your bedside is infinite right. because you're about to die. <laughs> right. You have nothing else in life and here's your future. And the number one things that you should love and should have invested in, in your entire and life. And they're seeing you out. <laughs> they're, and they're seeing they're you holding, out. They're holding Ooh, your hand boy. when you cross that, whatever that. I'm going to get DT's ship picture. <sighs> I'm going to get that, put it up in my college dorm room. Uh, the competent man for five bucks, adding HTTPS to a site. Uh, some question if needed is if one is not collecting stuff like credit cards, info or such, my standard is to make the whole site HTTPS. All right. So if I have PayPal or something like that, well, no, it takes you to PayPal, which is yeah, that would secure. be a secure site. <laughs> All right. So I, I think you're okay, guys. I think it's pretty safe. I don't, if you look at my sites, they're pretty boring and static. I program them after all. As but, long as you're not giving any information to your site directly. Yeah. When you do that, the only time you're going to give me information is when you send in the email form and I'll get your email, obviously. Uh, so that's what, that's the only type of information you're giving me is your email, which I need to get back to you. And you should be using a dummy email for all that kind of stuff anyway. Yeah. Uh, Cynic and Chief, mm, the Yerba mate is good. This is him referencing to you uh, talking about your greater uh, philosophy. Yerba, what does Yerba mate mean? It's what all the what all the pothead loser, um, what they drink? millennial, Gen Zer, faux intelligentsia college students drink because it's like supposed to give you awakening and, and increase your mind. And it's basically kombucha, overpriced kombucha. Oh, it's just that stuff. Look here. Speaking, here. speaking uh, of the man. <laughs> what? Uh, has he been he was, doing stuff? He was there? big into kombucha for a, for really? a while there. I just, okay. it got so annoying. I uh, I won't lie. I love kombucha. I think it tastes great. Uh, but I will go just get the regular kombucha at the store. You want to take a look at Yerba, mate. 
All right, look that up and look at their their uh I guess their art or how their cans look, and you'd be like, Oh yeah, this is totally targeted towards morons who think they're intelligent. This is for the pothead liberal arts crowd. And the, the alcohol content's like point five percent or it's, something it's, like that. It's I don't very think low, there's point any percent. I think it's a non-alcoholic drink. Oh, well, you, well, kombucha's uh, uh, slightly alcoholic. Is it? Okay. Yep. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's what that world is all about. Um, Scott Ludke for two bucks. Here's, uh, here's money for the septic tank fund. Thank you, Scott. I think I will get a plaque for the septic tank fund. All right, let me go in here, refresh this. Make sure I'm not missing anything. see all all right girl from some gal from brazil maybe it wasn't brazil some some i know it was a gal was complaining that we were singing that song and and taking uh some liberties with the lyrics yeah I was just doing the Muzak version. You know, like right. the Blues Brothers are sitting in the elevator at the end of the movie and the Muzak mm-hmm. keeps playing. <laughs> There's nothing's uh, happening. Here we go. Nonstop Dre. Cappy's next best selling book, The Happy Feminist, for two bucks. Uh, mm, the Yerba Maid is good. Septa Tank Fun. Boom. All right. We're caught up on that. Uh, and then we're good to go. Sorry, guys, for it's just we, we've gone uh, a lengthy, good, fun time. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I got other stuff. How much time you got? I don't know. <laughs> well, here's another five bucks. We are almost two and a half hours in. I know. Yeah, maybe I should go grab some food or something. Uh, one man's way for five bucks. MGTOW to shame you from the other content producers. Yeah, I, they'll um, they will they will probably shame me. Um, all only because of the article I wrote uh, back in the day that uh, you shouldn't abuse MGTOW. And I am right. saying a lot, of, a lot of, excuse. yeah, a lot of these were young men who, you know, were 16 years old and were just using it as an excuse not to approach a girl because they were a coward and they, were, they didn't want to go to the gym. Uh, and that lit up the sky like, you know, Berlin in 1945 because I was directly over the target. And so they were all pissed off and, and uh, how dare you and all this other stuff and um, but, uh, since that time, I think these people have gotten a little bit older. You always have that segment, but I've, I've kind of come back around, uh, kind of seeing in there, I can understand their point of view. And especially after crunching these numbers, I'm like, wow, you know, like it's, it's worse than I thought. I'm like, yeah, I could see, I could see it, but I still, <clears throat> I don't like the excuse for laziness. Like, okay, if you're not going to go and chase the girls, fine, but still go to the gym, still go join the military, yeah, still healthy. get a good degree. Yeah, go be healthy. And then I, you know, I, I see nothing well, but a bunch basically of- kick ass. Yeah, they shouldn't have an excuse to not kick ass. Right, right. And Even so- nihilism is sort of an excuse. Well, nothing amounts to anything anyway, and the earth's going to get swallowed by the well, sun. So, and, we're gonna and so it might as well not do anything. Well, bullshit. I mean, you're still alive right now. Right. And I, I just want to, the only thing is I don't want to die. Like all I did was watch daytime TV and play video games. Right. You know, I want to, and that was the one. You know how I have fun with your kids. Well, sort of, I figured, I figured this out though. I mean, it's going to, you're going to go, Oh, okay. That makes sense. I love getting shit done. I love doing home improvement projects. I love, you know, 
every day, get something done. I love that. I'm not like, I don't know how to have fun. And you know that. I don't know how to have fun. I I don't know how. I was just talking to my buddy about this and I appreciate that 100%. And um, where I sat on my ass for two days, coming off the back end of being sick and finishing a very taxing book. And by the second day or the end of the second day or beginning of the third day, I'm like, I got to get out of here. Like I felt like such a piece of shit. Now think, keep think about this DT. All I did was take two days off. Right, It's just two days, just two days. But that was such a compelling amount of guilt at the end. I had to leave and go do something. Uh, I think people like you and me, that's, that's how we're wired. Rolo's the same way. Like you I got to get stuff done. You've got to go out and do stuff. I like look around my immediate surroundings and go, okay, how can I make my own little environment here better? Right. So that I like to, you know, pull up a, yeah. So <laughs> no, I don't do that. <laughs> they're, they're challenging that in South Dakota, by the way. What's they're that? challenging the constitutionality of the, uh, of the, the legalizing decision. recreational oh, right. pot. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, no, I think a lot of it, it's, it's too late for us. Um, but think about that. Like maybe you're okay. You enjoy that. Just chilling out and relaxing. Yeah, um, I do. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, after I, a good hard day's work, that's right. The reward. Right. No. And I, I think at least the guilt goes away. And then there's like a little bit of like, oh, okay, I've done, I've earned my sleep. Uh, but I, I realized, even called a buddy of mine, I'm like, dude, I got a mental illness. Like I can't sit for two days without feeling guilt. Like I should be able to take two days off. And if I don't figure out this pretty soon, I'll never take time off. I'll never relax. I'll never enjoy. I'll just be this constantly running around scrat from ice age trying to get his acorn. Eolus. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's not a good existence. Um, well, you'll hang out with me a little bit and I'll, I'll teach you the wise ways of DT. When I get out to South Dakota, I think things are going to be different because there I could just tie up days hiking, uh, motorcycle riding. And I think that's the, the best compromise. Yeah. I think you're all in and whatever you do and there mm-hmm. is wisdom to moderation, right? Yeah. I mean, the reason why you don't, do you drink anymore? Yeah. I, I slip back into it like once a but, month and then I'll but do you just go crazy like, and get drunk. No, because what I do now is I'll spread it out over three or four days and just okay. like have a nice buzz the entire time. But even that, even though you're not lit, um, it, it's not it's good too for much. You. Yeah. yeah. You're like by the fourth day or third day, you're kind of like, Ugh. um, you know, and it depends, you know, like if it's sunny out, if I'm in South Dakota or, uh, uh, Vegas, pff, no, cause there's hiking to do, sure. you know, there's stuff to do. Uh, but Minnesota winter fucking sun setting at four 30 in right. the afternoon. Yeah. Then you get some temptation and you're kind of like, well, I'll just relax a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, but you, <laughs> but you, like I can just do a glass of whiskey, right? Nope, and just enjoy the one glass of whiskey. Because I'm like, why would I just have one? Right. Why not? Like, so that's what I mean. You're all three. in. You, it's like when you do something, you're all yeah. in. It's not like moderation. You're just, you got to get it done. I got to go hike this. I'm going right. to hike all day. When I'm going to write all day. I'm going to drive across the country all day. Yep. Yeah. No, it's in <clears throat> some of that we could argue is personality and whatnot. But I think a lot of it was, uh, uh, working where college was just a three and a half year, 80 hour work week. And it had to get done. And and it really focused because you're looking, you're doing papers and homework and work and projects. Then there's also work. And that really trains you to be 
project focus. Like I need to get this project done. This book took three weeks to write. The research took three weeks, but the actual writing only took three weeks to write. That's like 160, 170 pages. Um, so the books are also like, I will get it done because that is the most effective. Otherwise, the other thing is that it will gnaw at you. Like you're not getting this done or you, oh. you, you are, there's an opportunity cost. Like if you don't get to Florida in a day and a half, uh, you're going to miss out that, on this. That's your perspective. That's your non-moderation perspective kicking right. in there. So it can be incredibly. So you kind of make yourself miserable in a way. Yeah, kind of. And and but the thing is, turn it off. And if you can find out how, let me know. Right. Because if I sit there and do nothing, this is where booze does actually play a role. If I have a drink, it t- all turns off. It's right. all like, oh, and you know, I can watch a movie. Like I forgave myself for watching Tropic Thunder. Uh, a couple days ago, you know, I know people who go to work, they'll get hammered over at happy hour at Applebee's or whatever, and they'll go park their ass in front of the TV for four to five hours or, mm-hmm. or social media, and they do it all over again. So I know consciously it's like, well, I'm nowhere near that deprived or depraved no, or uh, whatever. Yeah, you don't want to go the opposite where you're you're binge watching a show, you know, right? All fucking day, and I never do that, right? But you know, at the same time, I should be able to do a little bit of this. Or another thing is like uh, on cheat day when I have carbs, uh, even this I had to stop is I will eat, I'll get McDonald's and then I'll go to the sushi place. And then by the time afternoon is around, I'm feeling so sick because I've eaten way too much food, even though it's all great food. You're all in. Yeah. So it's, it's like, no, and you gotta, you gotta stop that, but there's no, you know, I think you just kind of consciously, out. I mean, I kind of naturally moderate. I'm naturally right. an even keel guy. Mm-hmm. So you probably need to think about it. You just need to think about, you know, that was enough for today. Yep. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And I think once I get out of an environment that I hate and is actually toxic, once I get off a one bedroom apartment, I live like a normal human being, you know, like kind of a, not a big house, but <clears throat> I got my own room and shit like that. Uh, and there's a whole world of hiking and exploring and mountain biking and or, uh, fossil hunting and all that. I think it'll be, it'll but you got to look better. at that, that it's always there, that that stuff's always, so you're not just going crazy. Like you said, you, you, there's the risk that you're out here and you just go all in again on hiking, just like, ah, I gotta get hiking yeah. again. but it's always going to be there for you. You got to have that perspective that, you know, even though you could die tomorrow, yeah, you probably won't. Right. And you could do it tomorrow. That's fine. I, I could do it tomorrow. <laughs> right. Well, and that's another thing I've been, and this is where you'd be proud. And I thought you were kind of proud where I'm like, I'm too tired. I'm not making it. Where I well, that's why I thought you it. had the COVID because it's just so out of character. It's it OOC. Takes, <laughs> takes us a disease to slow <laughs> right, down. Right. How does he slow down? Pot, booze, or disease? I don't know. Right. Um, yeah, I, I have a feeling once I get out there and, uh, you know, it, just to have the house done and less on my plate. Shoot, 2021, I'm not writing a single book. I'm not taking on any projects. I'm just promoting the stuff I got now. So that'll be a huge thing. But yeah, I took, I decided not to drive. I took two days off, stayed in bed. Um, and maybe it's like working out. You got to keep pushing. Okay. Now I'll try and do three days of only part-time work, not going nonstop and running around like that. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'll go to a resort for four days where I do nothing but sit at the pool. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, you, you if that doesn't change it, then, then you have to accept this is how you are and just have policies. Like, okay, I'm not hiking more than 20 miles in a day. Or yeah, you're not, yeah. Yeah. You know. 
I mean, it's it's when you work out, it's more important to be consistent and disciplined than it is to hit it hard for a week and then take right. three Pull weeks yourself off or something. Right. You know, so it's there are. I mean, there is a lot of wisdom to moderation in everything. You know, because yeah. yeah. I mean, what causes problems with alcoholism and co- problems to your liver is not you know one glass of whiskey a day. It's when you go on a bender, right, once a week or or whatever. So it's mm-hmm. you know when you spread things out, it is better for you. By the way, good news. Remember my cancer scare from a year yep. ago? Yeah. Yep. So we went and I got it's back. The, no, that's not no, it's good news. <laughs> <laughs> it was never there. Um, not only that little nodule or whatever is, uh, that's gone. Uh, they said everything looked great. Cause I guess when they do the sonogram or whatever the hell they do, they're not just looking at your liver. They're looking at pancreas and all that. Like, sure. yeah, everything looks fine. I'm like, thank you. I'm like, cool. Well, the liver regenerates every six weeks or something it's the no yes. every six weeks yeah every cell yep really yeah that the, li- the liver is constantly regenerating no kidding i didn't know yeah. that about the liver oh I, I can't remember the time frame though there's a there's a whole there's a thought process on how how long it takes for your entire body to be completely a different body i thought like, that was seven years yeah like it's something like uh, except for your brain you know your brain doesn't uh, regenerate it doesn't but, really change oh. yeah uh, nimble Fred for three bucks more septic tank money. Thank you. Cappy got a poo. Nonstop Dre 360, but Cappy military stem and gym is hard. Yeah, I know. You know, you've done all three. <laughs> Nonstop Dre. Yeah, Nonstop Dre. Oh, what did I say? Did I say DT? Well, you pointed and the pointing almost looked oh, like you're I'm pointing sorry. at me. I'm pointing, to, I'm pointing to Dre. Sometimes it's not all about you. I did two of those three. Yes. Uh, the competent man for two bucks in South Dakota has the house foundation been poured yet. Yes. I, I am the owner of a very nice hole in the ground. They dug up uh, the foundation. And so that's all good to go. And I also own piles of dirt. So uh, <laughs> go have the kids play on the piles of dirt. Uh, if you'd like. I think what are they it. doing with your piles of dirt? They're they going it. to flatten out the, the dips in the ground. Okay. So they're flattening out the rest of the property. Um, well, not the rest of the property, but the the main part, I guess, because there's like this little, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it a swamp, but enough water was getting in there and a bunch of, uh, uh, well, you've mowed the property, you know, that that's all flat. There's, there's no weeds or anything more because they've spread out the dirt over right. that. So uh, it looks nice. My spy uh, a couple miles away is taking a picture and he sent me one. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that looks nice. So, uh, but I own a very nice hole in the ground. Boom. Um, let's take a look here. Do I want to talk about any of this? No, 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 no. Oh, we got to do, you know what? I'll do that. I just need to mention for my title, I made turkey soup. I actually cooked. Did it come out good? Yeah, this time it did. Oh, good. <laughs> I've done oh, it before where it, where I left too many bones in there or whatever. But oh. I just love that line in Christmas Story where he talks about 10 gallons of turkey soup, gone, all gone, at the end of the movie when the dogs eat the turkey. Okay. And Ralphie is lamenting all the oh. leftovers from the turkey. And so I like I making never, turkey soup. It's fun. Never saw that movie. Oh, really? Yeah, the, the Christmas Story one or yeah. whatever. It's called. Yeah, I never saw it. Just Why? I know. It looked dumb. You shoot your eye out, kid, and then there's the red wagon, and then there's the. It's very nostalgic. The, it's very nostalgic. Okay, I, I don't know. And Darren um, McGavin's great. I mean, the dad is great. Let's call it. Let's call it a day because I'm sure you sure. got stuff to do. Why don't you plug your stuff one last time? Mm-hmm. 
uh, blackbrigade.org or the YouTube site. Well, the flagship is black, blackbrigade.org. That's the backup site, kind of, in case I lose things on YouTube, which has happened. And uh, But go to the YouTube channel, Black Brigade, and I do a daily podcast about philosophy called The Will to Power Hour. And it's not stuffy. It's not, it's, it's, I try to relate it to today and, and trying to relate these uh, great thinkers of the past to how we should approach reality. And, you know, they've, they've done a lot of thinking, might as well use it, you know, might as well make their lives more productive than they already have been. Do you, got a question, do you, do you convert it to MP3 as well? Yes. Okay. On blackbrigade.org. Yeah. So it's still through iTunes. You can go to blackbrigade.org and hook up through iTunes. Or just subscribe to the RSS feed, and you'll get the audio anyway. But some okay. of the video sounders are kind of funny, so there is they are a, <laughs> they are funny. There is a little benefit to, to Super watching the video. Duper racist alert! Bop bop bop! Racist <laughs> alert! So that's that's where I podcast, and uh, yes, if I get two hundred new subscribers from this effort here, this simulcast effort, I will do a. Nietzsche's guide to how to get the girls, I guess. <laughs> good, good. All right. You want to take us out appropriately? Well, yeah, it'll be uh dismissed and toodles. <laughs>